a second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked planet. Welcome to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 100, baby! Woo! Hey, Krishna! Hey, Krishna! We are coming at you once again from the haunted garage in an undisclosed location known to nobody but myself and Ron. From the vast, misty hills and rolling fields, forests, tides... Streams, meadows, and wildlife. Tonight, we are joined in studio by Silly Billy, the crazy man from the streets. But before we get to all that, you know him as Ron from New England. Others know him as the Crap Apple Tree. Some as Flamin' Raymond the Gayman. What? But his friends and family know him best as the winged, big schlonged hell beast of the north. Ron, what's going on? No, somebody. Somebody seems like they're a little punch drunk. I'm hyped up because it's episode 100, baby. Yeah, welcome everybody to episode 100, finally, of Woo! the Wicked Planet Podcast. Woo! We've been delaying. I don't know why. You just it just is how it's been turning out. But yeah, but we're here. Well, last week it was because of the snow. Yeah, and then we got. I mean, when's it going to stop snowing? I don't know, but that's what I've been doing for the last three days. Like straight. Shoveling snow. And then we're going to have more snow tomorrow, I think. And then the same. I think it's supposed to be rain. Rain and snow, right? Oh, wait, no it's going to be a freaking mess, whatever it is. I'll probably have to go in at like 1.30 a.m. or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, so that's cool you were able to come in a little early. And then they're talking yeah. another relatively good-sized storm for the weekend. Remember we said this, Buckley, earlier in the season? We had no snow on the ground. Yeah. Like, right up to, like, Valentine's Day. Since Valentine's Day, what was that? A couple weeks ago at this point, right? right? Today's March 1st, by the way. Very good. Oh, is it? Yeah, so we're pretty excited that we're into March, which means we only have a few more weeks. Till spring. Uh, well, a couple weeks till <laughs> spring. Well, it's the 21st, right? So that'd be three weeks. Yeah. 
But at the end of March, what is that? It's the anniversary of the Wicked Planet podcast. We'll be entering our third year. Uh-oh. Can you believe it? We made it this far. Oh, God. <laughs> and oh, we're still here. God. No, but uh, the Farmer's Almanac did say that it was supposed to dump this month. I remember you saying that. So that's what it's doing. And if you want to know where I'll, I'll be, I'll be shoveling my own grave in snow. So... Well, it's weird. It's like, because we get, like, every night it snows. So it's like an inch, two inch, three inch. This weekend, uh, we took Little G up to this winter resort for a few days because it's a school vacation for our kids in school. Was it fun? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, she spent more time in the pool than she did in the snow. But but that's all good. I just wanted her to have fun. And, uh, and, my, and I had to come home a day early. My wife came home today. And she said overnight last night, of course, it's high in elevation where they are. She said they got about eight inches of snow. Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. We're supposed to get around seven here. I think we got four here. I don't know. We got a lot. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> I was heavy plowing, too, because before you showed up to the show, I had to go plow. Yeah. And uh, that shit pushed heavy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it was, was hard. Yeah. So, hey, so just a little heads up. I hijacked an old friend of mine. I used to call him Uncle Bill. She's not my uncle. He's not even, well. He might be. He could be. Depending depending on how that works out, he might be old enough to be my uncle. Depending who banged who. But anyways. In the family. So I want to welcome to the show. Buckley called him Silly Billy, but he's not silly at all. I hijacked him. I'm kind of silly. He seems silly. I hijacked him from (laughs) down at the bottom of the haunted garage. He stopped by to pick up some parts I ordered for him. And he made the mistake of walking up to the studio, and I said, grab those headphones. And I'm like, I, I don't know what to say. You're going to be fine, Billy. Say whatever you want. What do you? Been, so, Billy, what's up? You're in the snow removal business, too, aren't you? I am. I've been shoveling like crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking crazy it's out there. It's been fun, right? Oh, it's a blast, yeah. <laughs> Fresh air, snow, the feeling that you want to hang yourself or kill yourself. Yeah, I can't. I can't Every, move. like, 30 minutes. I can't move my neck now. Yeah, no, that's the thing. I've been so fucking sore and so tired. Yeah, yeah, and and it's been cold too, right? I mean, we had warm weather all the way up until it started snowing on Monday. I think it was, it was, it was Tuesday or Monday, but when we were out, it was like six degrees. Oh yeah, God, yeah, that's rough. Yeah, you don't. You're shoveling snow, and you just don't get warm. Not as cold though as it was a few weeks ago, oh, which the death was weekend brutal. Yeah, no, that was dumb. But it's looking up today. It's. Uh, Sunny and 40 today, although the sun's kind of disappeared now, and I guess it's going to rain tomorrow, which is another reason we had to get out and move the snow, because you don't want to be plowing slush. That's fucking awful. Or chipping ice. Well, that's one good thing about the snow now. It's light and fluffy. The beginning of the year was like lead. Yeah. Yeah, it was heavy. Well, I had to, uh, because I was shoveling crazy hours, I didn't really get a chance to do my place. So I finally got a chance to do it, and I had to chip a shit ton of ice, oh, which sucks. is, and then shovel, which is, you know, it's fun. It's a good time. Did you get to borrow, in quotes, any salt from work? <laughs> <laughs> no, I should, though. I should ask him. I should just be like, can I buy a bag from you? And they'll probably oh, I'm sure say, he'd say, just take it. Probably. So just preempt it and just take it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> question. I have a question for you, though, because do you plow? Or no, no, I don't plow. No. You just shovel. No. 
Just right. I, I shovel, snowblow, whatever. I try to do it as easy as I can. I okay. got one I can use a tractor on. Okay. The place I'm renting, I'm going to be taking care of that next one. So I will be plowing that in the, uh, with a tractor, I guess. So okay, okay. Who yeah. knows? I may, I may evolve into plowing. I was going to ask you how much, if you did plow, how much you would charge for a driveway. How, what, what do you think? I had some random person ask me this today. I'm not sure how they do that. I know I have a buddy that plows. He's got like 70 driveways. And, of course, he says not every driveway is the same. Right. So I guess if it's, you know, this type of driveway, it's like 50 bucks or 60 bucks. And if it's this type of driveway, it's 80. And if it's this type, it's 100. So it's got to be, well, of course, with the price of fuel and everything nowadays and wear and tear on your vehicle. Boy, I would think a minimum of 100 bucks. Wouldn't yeah. you, Billy? Yeah, it's up there. Yeah, that would that would be about right. My okay. apartment, I guess I get But it. that's not commercial. That's just like doing somebody's driveway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I had somebody ask me that. And I didn't really know. And I knew you based it off of, like, size, obviously, gas and whatever. Difficulty, how many angles of the dangle, or if you've got a... <laughs> the angle of the dangle. Like some, <laughs> like my buddy that has all the driveways, he's like, some people will come out and actually clean off their cars and move them for you. Yeah, other people don't. Well, if they don't, he charges for that. Really? Like, so much, yeah. Like, like you give him the keys to your car... He'll clean your car off, move it, plow, and put it back. And I want to say he charges an extra 20 bucks, which is actually not bad. I got a gig that does that. I move yeah. cars for 10 bucks a car. Yeah. 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 That's not bad at all. Yeah. Damn. Well, cleaning off your car, that's an every morning thing lately. Yeah. I know. It's and of course, in New Hampshire, we have a law. <laughs> <laughs> you got to clean your snow off your car or it's a $250 fine first offense. Yeah, but it's, they don't. They're not too heavy with it, though. Uh, if it snows over three inches on your car, they are fucking brutal about I it. Because I am pretty bad at that, but I've never got pulled over. It literally, ta- it literally takes five minutes to clean off your car. Yeah, but I don't always have five minutes. Well, then you should make time for it. Well, when you're getting up at 3 a.m. or 2.30 a.m. Then you get up at 2.25. No, I need sleep. <laughs> I need sleep, baby. Every minute counts because if I don't get at least six hours... I will literally murder somebody. I like I almost did today and yesterday. Oh, did you have a bad one? Do you get that rage, Ron, sometimes? Every day. Where you just like <laughs> where someone says something to you or does something and you just wanna like yeah, just tweak strangle them. Yeah. To well death. I definitely get that. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> it's not good. But uh, that it can be combated with Good sleep. Yeah. In but, my opinion. but in all seriousness, there's a reason for that Damn because booze. there was a young girl that had gotten killed. Uh, she was in a motor vehicle, and a truck had gone by, and the snow flew off the roof and bashed into the windshield. They went off the road. The little girl got killed. So, Was it a fuck ton of snow? I want to say it was a tractor trailer. Oh. Which I that have, makes sense. Which I have experienced. Billy, you remember the old days when I had that uh, champagne-colored 67 or 68 Ford station wagon? Vaguely, yeah. The yeah. Fairlane station wagon. Well, you remember when Bondo was little? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Bondo was with me, and I was going to Big A for parts. Remember when they were further just down the other end of this road? Yeah. And I was coming back from that. Of course, the roads have all changed since then. Yeah. But there was a tractor trailer coming in the other direction, and I'm telling you right now, a sheet of ice and snow yep. came off the top of that, bashed right into my windshield, scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Bondo jumps in the back seat. He's fucking terrified. Yeah. And luckily, I mean, it it actually slowed my car down. It hit so hard. 
I mean, blew the windshield right out of my car. Yeah. And of course, you don't have time to you know find a truck. So that truck is gone, and luckily I had a windshield and a car out back, so I was able to change it. But yeah, like a li- like obviously, if it's like you know six inches of snow on your car, yeah. clean it up. Well, it isn't so much the snow as the ice that builds up underneath it that breaks off in a big sheet. Right, but yeah. like a little bit of ice, eh, you're, you're fine. Just just go. I think it's three inches. <laughs> yeah. I think it's. I think the rule is three inches. It's a lot of ice. But you drive down the road and you see these fucking idiots, and all they've got is that where the driver can look out the window. I mean, they don't even clean off the side, the rear window, or nothing. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I'm driving on the high- highway, and I see people with shit flying off their car all day long. Well, I'll tell you what. A friend of mine whose family owns a big salvage yard. Yeah. They have big uh, delivery box trucks, right, where they deliver parts. They're here all the time. Yeah. They invested in one of those snow brooms for the truck, and they, they had some videos on Facebook about it. It's kind of cool. Snow broom, eh? Yeah, like like it's a post, and it, you know two uprights, and then one, like the broom in the middle, and it's hydraulically run. So what you do is you get the truck, because all the trucks are different heights, right? So <laughs> then, then, well, I mean, you know, some people might not get that. So then you pull up with the truck, and they, they raise the broom up, and they bring it down. And they hold it, and then the truck drives, and it literally cleans all the snow off. It's like a fucking car wash. Kind of, yeah. I don't know. I would just buy, like, a roof rig. Yeah. These guys can afford the good stuff. Well, it depends on how big a trucking company you have. If you got 50 trailers, you can't go up there and shove them all off. Well, this place has 10 delivery trucks. That is true. Yeah, you just drive them right right And time is money. Like, if they got to deliver it because the shops need their parts, right? Yeah. So, so say they have like uh, thirty deliveries to make that day. Well, they don't be out there messing around for an hour cleaning right. off a roof. Yeah, right. Yeah, that but, makes sense. But uh, yeah, fuck the snow. I just oh, want yeah. the spring. I am so done with it. So, Uncle Bill, silly Billy Willie, what's good? What 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 do you want to talk about? Why are you here? I've I've, I've been kidnapped. That's why I'm here. You were kidnapped. Yeah, by I'm, who, all, I'm all nervous now. I don't want to ruin the show because I don't know what I, I'm not prepared. You're going to be fine. There is no preparation to this show. We heard you're uh, you you know a lot about different things. I know a lot. Yeah, a little bit about a lot of stuff. So Billy's Billy's one of those guys that's uh, been. How many times you've been banned on Twitter? I'm banned on Twitter now forever. Yeah. <laughs> Permanent ban. Yeah, and then I wow. got a I got a uh, sock account. Put that on. That got banned, and then I tried to make another one, and they got my uh, IP address and. That one got banned, so. Yeah. And uh, uh, Elon Musk there, Skynet, didn't open my account back up again like he said he was going to, so. So why'd they ban you? What What's the permanent ban for? I, he fucking gets sucked into these arguments with bots. Well, no, they're not bots. They're, they're, they're leftists. Left, and, leftist and, bots. Leftist bots. I developed a way to store information on Twitter. I made a hashtag. Because I lost a couple arguments, and they'll gang up on you as soon as they get the best of you. Yeah. So I made sure I w- that wasn't going to happen again. So I, I collected all this information, like, say, uh, self-defense with gun usage and all that stuff. Okay. And I put it on a hashtag, and I had uh, I had a whole bunch of different uh, occurrences of that. Just for example, another one, too. But So if somebody somebody says something uh, against what I said and... Want, you know, they go, a source. You know, you say something, go, source. Oh, they always ask Why? you, what's your sources? It's like, okay, I've source, been fucking please. researching for two years, I asshole. Had, I had hundreds of sources instantly, and I, I would attack them with those, and then they would just block me. And yeah. I think the thing that really got them off was when I started talking about Muslims, and that's, that's <laughs> when I got kicked off. 
What'd you say? But I don't even remember. Was it real racy? It it probably was. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't holding the thing back. (laughs) But now, now I'm on Gab where you can say anything you'll freaking want to. Okay. So, all right. So for the people listening that might want to follow your craziness, uh, what's your uh, what's your handle on Gab? Oh, Gab's just Bill Crowley third. Bill Crowley three R D. Bill Crowley. Crowley is pretty satanic. Yeah. Is that your is that like your your actual last name or something? Uh, is it? I don't know. It depends on uh, whether it's safe to say that on this uh, special radio show. <laughs> We'll just say it's the satanic name. Yeah. It's my a lot idiot. of people probably won't follow okay. you because they'll think you're part of, like, the Illuminati. I, I've defeated that part of myself. Okay, so so here so here's the interesting thing. So so his last name, and I knew his dad. Our dads knew each other. I've known Billy since he was a little kid. We've been friends absolutely. Well, as long as me and Sean, because Billy's also a friend of Anonymous Sean's. Yeah. Uh, actually, was Anonymous Sean's next door neighbor for quite a few years. Yeah, and uh, but your name—I always pronounce your last name Crowley. Yep, that's how you do it. And so, so then when you hear people talk about Alistair Crowley, or Al, I always said Alistair Crowley because if you're Crowley, and these fucking guys are, are spelling their last name the same way, well, they're Crowley too. Well, they think they're clever at pronouncing things in different ways, but. But what was always funny is uh, Billy is a musician, and he actually has some really cool punk tunes. Maybe, maybe we'll, if with your permission, maybe we'll play some on a show sometime. Sure, you have some really cool shit. I really like it. And uh, and where Buckley is a, a, also a musician that we're trying to get back into playing. I used to be. Yeah, and you were good too. So I'm, you got to get I'm back not into anymore, it. Though. Yeah, well, you got to find. I'll tell you what. The thing about that is, I stopped for what fifteen years. And every time you stop, you're at a certain point when you stop. When you pick it up again, after a few months, you'll surpass where you were before and probably go further than you would have done if you didn't stop. If you, if you didn't if you stop. Didn't stop. Yeah. I think so, huh? Yeah, it, it, it's happened every time I stop. Every time I pick it up again, I'm better than I was. I can do things now that I've, I never dreamed I could do. It's well, really? Well, yeah. Well, that was one of the things It was always funny because we would always uh, tease, tease Bill about, uh, like, Ozzy's song, Mr. Crowley. Yeah. Yeah, so so that was really cool. So, so tell us about. Uh, I know, and you don't have to tell the listeners, but I know why you didn't play music for fifteen years. And no, he wasn't in prison. Uh, oh, I, I kind of was. You were well. You were in the. Is in the <laughs> I, was, I was married. You were in the prison of marriage. Yeah. yeah. So, so but uh, but I first. Billy, haven't I always encouraged you to get back into playing? Absolutely, tunes? you did. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Billy fucking disappeared once. Moved up to the wilds of Vermont <laughs> and did nothing but played music for how long? It was all winter, the whole winter, like five months or so, yeah. And then him and his cousin had a little bit of falling out. But you guys are good now, right? Oh, you're yeah. all fixed up, yeah. yeah. Uh, because your cousin is a talented musician. He's, he's a very like, good As far as yeah, I'm concerned. He's very talented. But me and my brother and one other guy did a thunder run and we kidnapped Billy. We're not kidnapped him because you knew we were coming. Yeah. But you wanted to get all your shit out of there as quickly as possible while your cousin was at work. Yeah. So we we drove <laughs> up there and and we loaded up. He had a school bus that I ended up driving back. Uh, a little school bus like the one that Buckley used to ride in when he was a kid. The short bus. And then uh, he had his motorhome, which was shooting flames out the exhaust the whole yeah. way. And, and in all your shit. And we went there... 
in the amount of time it took us to pull in the yard, get him loaded, get everything running and on the road, it was like less than a half hour. Yeah. What, what was the falling out? What'd you do? It was it was a financial thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't bang anyone. No. Okay, no. that's good. No. Wasn't it wasn't it about musical direction though, Billy? No, no, that's not what that, that <laughs> it was just uh, uh everything was tight and I was working I was working in a furniture mill for a while and they didn't pay nothing. And then I, my truck was terrible in the snow, and I went up there with a certain amount of money so I could stay there and just do the music. But they thought I was going to pay them a bunch of money, and they didn't pay the electric bill, and it was somehow ended up being my fault. And they told me to get the hell out, and it just snowed like 18 inches. What? Well, yeah, but did, like, wasn't he threatening to like, keep some of your shit, though? No, no, no. No, he wouldn't do that. Oh, I no. thought that's why we had to come up and take you away. No, no, it was, it was cool. I just wanted to get clean. I just wanted to get clean in the place quick, you know. Make a clean break. Yeah. All I can remember was driving that school bus back. Now, I'm talking, this was a good two-and-a-half-hour run. Yeah. And I'm driving that school bus, and I'm hammering on it. I'm yeah. doing like 80 miles an hour down that 93. That thing would go good. That had a good motor Did you in pick it. anyone oh. up on the way home? Well, no. I'm just driving it, and this fucking school bus is literally full of everything Billy owned. Yeah. And I'm driving it, and I'm doing 75, 80, and all of a sudden, I get to picking up this vibration. <laughs> it's going, what, 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 boom. And I look back, and one of the fucking rear tires just disintegrated. Oh, Jesus. I didn't even slow down. Yeah. I didn't even slow down. I just kept going. I just kept wailing it. Yeah, so it's yeah it had dual wheels. It was fun. Oh. <laughs> another another friend of mine drove it up there, and it was freighted probably twice as much as what you drove back. And, and he he's no stranger to hauling heavy loads because he's a truck driver. And he told he didn't tell me, but he told the other guy that was with us that that's the heaviest thing of that size I have ever hauled in my entire life. <laughs> I had everything I own from the shop from every everything in that thing. <laughs> It was it was unbelievably heavy. It would barely move around the yard. Yeah, that was a really cool rig, actually. I know. I, I had to sell it. That's just kind of sad. But uh, you should have renovated it into a home. Yeah. yeah. But but I got some questions, Billy. Uh, and I'm not going to try to. I'm not going to keep I have you a long. Lot of, a lot of questions. I'm not going to keep you long. But Buckley <laughs> has some questions for you too. But because I know you, you just stopped up to get parts, but I hijacked you. <laughs> So, so, so Billy, many questions. What do you feel is like, uh, like, what was the one major thing that you would get into arguments? Did you ever get into arguments with people over the COVID agenda? I never, because really. that's where the real fucking the real crazies come out. Well, one person I did, and he's still on. One person I did, and he's still on board with it, and he's a very smart guy, so it kind of surprises me. And is this somebody you know personally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we both know him. Yeah, yeah. and um, he's very adamant because his doctor, he trusts his doctor implicitly. Did he know that his doctor was getting a kickback? For yeah, that? who knows? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I hate. I don't want to say that because who knows? But still, that's what that's what's going on. So what happened? But now, now they're now they're coming up with the. Uh, well, he's still on it, and it, he doesn't really argue with me about it anymore. Last time he did, I said I'm still here. You know. Yeah. So oh, I, I kind of I kind of pray for him because I hope he's okay and his family's okay because they're oh. all vaccinated. You know? Okay, well, right. well, well, let me tell I'm you. I'm actually some. surprised at the people that went along with that vaccination thing and the whole mask wearing thing. I'm I'm, a, I'm surprised by that. When I saw when I went to a store and I saw all the people wearing masks, I said it's over. It's over. We're screwed. You know, everyone's a sheep. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and I know you've always had that standpoint as, as Buckley and I both yeah. have, right? Yeah. But. Uh, but if you uh, think about how many friends or like me, in the case of me, friends and not anybody in my direct family, but, you know, you know, cousins and things like that that have agreed to take the vaccine. Yeah. And Buckley, you've got plenty of family members that agreed to take the vaccine, which leads friends me to, and family, friends and family. Yeah. So so but it's like 
We know that a certain portion of those probably got a saline injection, right? Because they had to do a control control study on this, right? So a lot yeah. of people got a placebo. But I'll tell you right now, and, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Like, I am gen, like really worried about some of my friends. Yeah. And, and I'll give you one example. Uh, one of our friends, her and her husband hang out with us. They're both vaccinated. And their daughter, her husband, they got two little ones. Thank God. I, I hope they didn't get them vaccine. But with all due respect to them, just fucking went along with the narrative. Yep. Regardless of anything I said, I got to the certain point where I said, I'm just going to throw it out there. And if it bites, it bites. If not, fine. I'm not going to say another fucking word about it. And to this day, I have not. But that doesn't fucking work. I know, but I haven't said a word. But so we're all out uh, to eat uh, last week. And yeah. she was telling my wife how she's been getting really bad heartburn. She's been having heart palpitations. She needs to go to the doctors. I keep in mind, she goes to the doctors like all the time she's in the doctors for something. So there might be a little hypochondria going on there. <laughs> but uh, but I mean, so as soon as she said that, though, I'm like, oh, my God. I didn't say anything to my wife. My wife is not vaccinated. She understands the deal. And but after I was just texting my wife because this woman's daughter was still hanging out with us, they are so fucking into that narrative. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And no matter how much you want it, and then if and then I would and here's an example of how friends don't support your show. Like, uh, I mean, we we all know that, but but I mean, she used to like you know after our first year when we would really start to ramp up towards the end of our first year. And uh, she said, oh, so how's the talking about Big Thick going? I said, okay, it's going good. And I just <laughs> I just dropped it. I said, you know, we talk about other things other than Bigfoot, like the people that were stupid enough to take the vaccine. Well, she she never fucking brought it up again because she knew yeah. right then, first off, don't talk shit about my show. Yeah. You you don't support it. I get that. Yeah. You're fine. But when you need a favor at 2 in the morning because – Somebody wrecked their fucking vehicle, and you need me to fix it before the cops get there. Yo, you, I'm the first one that's, you fucking call. That's all but, actually related to the same thing. Okay, they, they but, don't but, they don't support you doing something off the, you know, permitted lines. You know, yeah, it's the same thing with the, with the vaccines. It, say now, I think they know they're wrong. They were wrong, but they can't admit it now. They cannot admit it. Yeah, they, they cannot admit it. We've but, said that a million times. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it takes. Uh, quite a bit of courage to, for the, some of these people to stand up because they got a car loan, a mortgage, and then their job tells them that they have to do this or they're going to lose their job. They'll lose everything. Right. Yeah, well, that's, that's, there's this whole, like, uh, convenience uh, of the current system that we live in, which uh, which more often than not makes people, you know, just follow along it's with whatever they're bit. being told. Well, it's easier. Well, one, it's more convenient. Yep. Two, it's easier. Yep. Three, it's like comfort it's more, it's because more, it's like, well, I'm either going to stand up for myself and not take something that I want. I don't want to take. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But the the downfall of that would be, you know, I lose my job and then maybe I, I'm struggling to pay bills. That's all discomfort. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And inconvenience. So a yeah. lot of people, I feel like with the way that society is molded, it's, you know, they're so embedded in the system yeah. that, you know, when any discrepancy or threat towards their uh, their involvement in that system, um, you know, happens, then they're like, oh, my God, they, we, they, we just got to like we, we don't I, I don't want to 
think about what would happen if I can't pay my fucking they were more afraid car of, bill, if I can't pay my mortgage, if I lose my job. I don't want to think about getting another job, they were so more I'll afraid just fucking of, take it. They were more afraid of that than they were of the COVID. More afraid of losing their little comfortable world you know, right. facade of, of debt. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, but looks then they were of the COVID. Look at where we were at that point, though. Yeah, like when everybody was first saying you got to get the, the the vaccination, right? And, which is not even a vaccine, but yeah, uh, everybody was being fed twenty four seven from every every legacy uh, news uh, media outlet there was. Yeah, it's safe and effective. You're going to be fine. If you get the vaccine, you're not going to spread COVID. Look at that. Uh, who's the fucking one on MSNBC? Rachel Maddow. Yeah. And she would go on and on and on. How stupid we all are. Don Lemon. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris Cuomo said we all should be thrown in jail. Do you wonder now? MSNBC okay. brought to you by Pfizer. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah so uh, yeah. the chick there, uh, Brzezinski's daughter. What's her name? Mika. Yeah, yeah. And then Joe Scarborough, who's yeah. a fucking idiot anyways. Yeah. And they were all saying how they were trying to separate. You want to talk about division, right? They wanted to separate us all from everybody else. All you people that that don't trust, you know, all you conspiracy theorists, tinfoil hat wearing motherfuckers all need to be in a concentration camp somewhere. You shouldn't be allowed to work. You shouldn't be allowed to do anything. You shouldn't be allowed to go shopping. You should have your kids taken away. You should have your kids taken away. And they actually, in Australia... Took kids away from yeah. people. And then they call us the fascists. Okay, so so in light of the news that we've been seeing in the last week, and I fucking think this is hilarious. They're coming out and saying, well, now they're saying that it is likely it was released from the Wuhan lab. We said that fucking two years ago. Yeah. Right? right. I mean, obviously, we weren't the only ones that said that, but the very first podcast I was ever on, I said that. Right. So there's this thing, too, now that's happening because the COVID stuff, is, it's being it's it's being pretty well exposed. I want to I want to say now, especially I, I feel that way. Yeah. And, you know, and people that aren't kind of catching on to that, like these people you, you were just talking about that, uh, you know, still won't admit to anything being fucked up or wrong or the government lying to them or. The shit that they told us to do that just doesn't work, or there was no science, quote unquote, behind it. But what were we told, Buckley? Trust the science. Right. Well, yeah, that's culty. That's a culty thing. Yeah. Trust the science. Yeah, science is a process. It's not a belief system. Right. But now you're seeing, like, and, and now you're seeing a lot of exposure. So the people that aren't, like, the people that are still just like, no, no, like, no, like, we believe everything that was told to us. They're they're in denial. They they're they're just doing the mental gymnastics shit to try and you know uh, convince themselves that um, it, it was worth it and 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 everything they're telling them was true. But you're also seeing like a lot of this bullshit. Like, and this I, I don't have a specific. Actually, I think one of them was the New York Times. But you're seeing these. Um, these things come out now where it's like these left news medias that put out like very kind of fear mongering fear porn news articles uh, back in the beginning of COVID are going back and they're actually changing the titles of the news article. And people have captured this with like screenshots and stuff like that. I've been posting them online. So now like you see this, 
side that was kind of trying to fuck everyone over and lie to everybody, they're trying to go back a little bit and cover their tracks, which is really fucked up. Um, I was having a conversation this weekend. Weren't they caught like changing the definition of certain things uh, recently in some uh, medical journals and some things like that to kind of help cover their ass? Because yes. Pfizer, Pfizer, the vinyl chloride. The yeah. CDC. Yep. Okay, all right. So that's related to the Ohio thing. But right. I'm t- they went and changed that whole fucking definition. Eleven the, days before. Yeah, to vinyl chloride. Yeah, it they was, raised they raised the tolerance level way yeah. up, way up, which is yeah. completely yeah. fucked. But you're like the thing with the news articles because it's like oh, like we put out these very specific headlines. Like I'm pretty hundred percent, no, not hundred percent sure. New York Times, like we put out these very specific news headlines that are now very drastically being combated and being, you know, falsified. And now we're going back and we're changing them. So if people discover them, the titles are different and the information is different. Like, and it's fucked. People are putting this shit out. But, you know, I was having a conversation with a friend's dad this weekend. They were talking about, like, just like COVID and stuff like that. And, and and, you know, he was just kind of like, well, you know, I think the government had to do what they had to do. And I was like, first of all, everything they did was an, infring- an infringement on your your rights. And they were straight up lying to you. Both those, th- both those things are insanely crazy and not okay and should never happen. But also... People should not fucking be okay with it or stand for it or just go along with it. That's the biggest problem. Right. That's what gave them the power to do it. Everyone complied. Right. That's, that's, yeah, that's the problem. Well, not only did they comply, Billy, they also now, in light of the new information that is coming out, which we've been saying right along, us conspiracy theorists, now that this information is coming from credible sources, including the CDC and the WHO, which is a whole other fucking can of worms, they still deny it. Yeah. yeah, they still deny it. That's cognitive dissonance, and what's the other term they use for that? Stockholm syndrome. Because they Boom. they honor their captors. Yes, they got fucking taken for a ride, and now now they have to they every time they go to bed at night, they have to have it in the, in their back of their head. Right, a majority of these people. Am I going to wake up tomorrow morning? Yeah, I took this vaccine. Die. Is this hot burn? Or is this a heart attack, right? And this is what concerns me about our friend. It's because, okay, does she have something going on? She said she's going to go to the doctors or whatever. But let me tell you something really interesting. Not going to mention names, uh, obviously, for privacy reasons. However, there is a company that that the Haunted Garage has done business with for approximately 30 years. They're a subcontractor of ours. They came, they come in. And I'm not even going to tell you what they do. They come in and they supply us with a particular service. Okay. (laughs) So uh, I'll just say our buddy's name. Do you remember Gene? Yes. 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 Okay. He's been, I've had him have to come up to the shop quite a bit lately because we need their services. And I had called down there to, uh, because usually I'll just call Gene direct and Gene listens to the show. So. Uh, and then he told me that his boss's wife uh, had to go to the ER. Yeah. Now, she's young. Yeah. Now, she's young and relatively healthy, right? 
Well, young. She's probably a little younger than I am, so relatively young. And for heart issues. Yeah. And I'm like, was she, you know what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot more common than most people realize. Okay, but check this out. Apparently, about a month month prior to that, she was diagnosed with myocarditis. Oh, Jesus. Never had a heart problem. She goes to the ER, right? They tell her that you're in heart failure. Here's some meds, and they send her home. Yeah. What? Not once, not once did they come out and say, well, this could be vaccine-related. Yeah. They fucking will not admit that. What If you're, heart, if you're in heart failure, wouldn't they want to, like, keep you in the hospital for a little bit? Well, my brother, John, who passed away, and I feel as though that the vaccine was partially responsible for his. I mean, he wasn't super healthy to begin with, but... But I think that's what did him in. Yeah. You know, when he called me from Ohio, he was in a, ho- a hospital in Columbus. And I said, okay, so what's going on? He said, well, apparently I got COVID again. And, uh, sorry, just got a message. And now I'm in the hospital bed. My heart is enlarged and I'm coughing up blood clots. Yeah. That's all the symptoms of it. So, so, our, so our friend Jean, so our friend Jean's boss, his wife or whatever, uh, I feel as though there's a strong probability that this was related to the vaccine. Yep. And here's a person that now, now they're fucked for the rest of their life. Yep. Because they trusted the science, they went along with the fucking program, they did what they were told, they did what was right for them. Remember all the people that used to uh, post the pictures on Facebook? With their vaccine card. I Ugh. did this. I did this for my family. God. And it's like, okay, cool. I really wish you didn't do that. Yeah. Those trends just make me sick. Yes. Well, exactly. it's just like a, I, because there's I so, stand with Ukraine. The, yeah, the virtue it, signaling is sickening. Yeah, yeah. It's, sickening. Like the, it's yeah. like the I stand with Ukraine. I got vaccinated. I got voted, too. It's like any time. Yeah. Anytime there's something like that, I'm just like, because it just, it for me. It's like what Billy just said. It's total 100% virtue signal. Yeah, but yeah. it reminds me of like, it's just like, reminds me of like this kind of high school-y culture where like, you're just trying to fit in. Yeah. Like yeah. people, it's like. Nobody go, Nobody grew out of that. Please anymore. talk good about me. Like yeah. you yeah. haven't left that mentality and you're like a full grown adult. Yeah. It's yeah. like that shit. Okay. In high school, I get it. You're young. You're dumb. You're fucking, I don't know. You're just trying to make it and, 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 and fit in. But like as an adult, it's like you have to have some sort of critical thinking, yeah. But some you, sort of way to be like, like what, like what am I doing? I think, am I doing this just to fit in or to 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 feel good about you, myself, you, or so other people will like me? Or am I doing this like why? Yeah, you brought up you brought up the reason why because they go they never they never evolve past that. They go from school to their nine to five job to the little system following orders. It's just like high school. High school is is. Is made to condition you for work, to, to work, right, and live in that same mentality your entire life. Yeah, but it's a, yeah. I, I mean, I agree, but it's just, it's just, it's. I don't know. It's but sad. what does it take? What does it take for some people to break out of that though? Because that's what I want to know. I don't it's know. Like, look at what's in front of you. Critically think on these fucking subjects, and I'm not talking about just the vaccine or the whole COVID narrative. It's got to be one little one little thing can spark the whole. Awakening of right. everything. I think, you but need- still, still, you have to have a lot of courage to to make it to take a stand against it because you'll lose. You will. You lose everything you have. You'll lose everything. I can tell you that I've seen a lot of posts just on Twitter 
where people are coming out and saying, yes, I trusted the science. Yep. Yes, I believed everything that the media, the politicians, and all these doctors were telling me. Yeah. I got the vaccine. Biggest mistake I ever made in my life. And now I'm going to do nothing but talk out against it. Yeah. Now, these these are the people that woke up. It's a good thing that Twitter is the way it is now because people will hear that now. Oh, they would have been they would have abandoned been in two right. seconds. Yes, exactly. Because how, and this is another argument that they're having on all these congressional and Senate hearings, right? Are you going to continue to push this? Because they are still pushing this vaccine. Yeah, I know. They're pushing boosters. They are trying to get this vaccine on the childhood schedule. Yeah. No, no. You know what pissed me off to more? Where you, to, where you, to where you have to get it to send your kid to school. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Yeah. That's what pisses me off more than anything, what they did to the kids. Yeah. The, the adults could make their own choices, but the kids didn't have a choice. Yeah. They stuck them in those masks, sent them to school wearing those masks. It made them feel like they were in prison. Made them afraid of the air. They don't even know what each other looks like. They can't even, you know, they just, they, 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 the damage they did to them kids is probably irreversible. Well, look, look at the stats that we're getting out for, of school. For, for, for uh, hysteria. It was yeah. a mass hysteria. Look at the stats we're getting out of schools now with how bad kids are yes. actually doing after yeah. that. Well, yeah. and I think that's like, I think that's one of the most, the, what you brought up is one of the most important things that we could even fucking talk about, really. Like, no matter what, we talk about all this fucking crazy shit, COVID, fucking conspiracies, yeah. 9-11, indoctrination, corruption, the whole matrix, the fucking sat- Satanist fucking shit. And I think the one of the most important things that we could even bring up is, like, the reason why that we even fucking talk about this shit, why we even fucking take a stance against anything is because it's for kids, in my opinion. 100%. Because they're, like, they're the next phase. Of yeah. life, do you yeah. know? What I mean, they're the next generation. They're the ones that are going to be, after we're dead, affected by what we don't do now or what we don't stand up against. Yeah. So, like, that's probably one of the most important things that we can even really bring up. They, they've got them to a very large degree, though. Already, I mean, there's someone well, that still think. There's I some, agree. There's a lot of kids that still that think right, but I don't know how much power they're going to have in the future. Well, and I think like we were talking, we were saying like. Well, like, well, how do you, how does someone get to that point? Yeah, you, or, or not get to that point. Like, how does someone break out of the the system? Well, the, like like the, the indoctrination, pe- right? The people that are waking up about the vaccine—that's the beginning of it. They right. see nine eleven what woke me up, and then yeah. realizing what nine eleven actually was—that really woke me up, right? You know? And then so, you, then I realize you can't ask questions. And, you know, little by little, it's like, okay, everything. Then you, then you start seeing the world for what it really is, and it's, it's terrifying. Right. For, when, at first, you know. When you can't ask questions, exactly. that's a problem. Exactly. And a big thing for me is, like, when I'm thinking, like, well, how do people wake up? It's a, I don't think there's really one I, answer, but I think you need exposure to things. That's what I've been doing online for all my uh, debating people online is to try to wake them up. That's what I've been doing. For right. what ten years, fifteen years now? Yeah, but I don't know if I still I, do it. I go on YouTube comments and do it all the time, every single day. But I don't, I don't know if that I don't even know if that's like efficient or works because I know a lot of people. If you try to like, you could talk about the craziest shit that goes on. Yeah, to anybody that's fucking still sleeping, and they're gonna be like, "You're fucking a yeah, madman." But You're you just crazy. Gotta, you just well, you, you gotta you gotta judge. Uh, the level you can bring it on, who, who, depending on who you're talking right, to, right? You got to meet them but, where they are. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, just saying something to them that they wouldn't necessarily ever hear from the the bubble they're in, just to right. bring it in there. Just even if they're not, the, even if the person you're talking to uh, doesn't get it, 
somebody else might be looking at it and, and listening to the conversation and they might wake up right and or I, just start thinking you know i guarantee you too there's so there's i guarantee you this is a buckley guarantee right now that there's a fuck ton of people out there that that think a lot of the things that we say yep. and that we talk about but they're so yep. set in this like corporate yeah. society that's been you know this this corporate saying that's been pushed into society where everyone's afraid to like upset someone or yeah. say the wrong thing or well I want I I just want people to like me and it, I want to just fit in like I think there's a lot of people that fucking think the things that we say but they don't they don't want they're they're afraid of confrontation. It's yeah. a lack of courage. No, they're lack great. of courage, but they don't want to be in an unco- the uncomfortable situation where going. it's like. They're, so if I say like if I fucking say like well. The whole vaccine shit was messed up. The fucking mass shit was messed up, or any one of those things. So they shut down fucking businesses. Yeah, it's an infringement on, on rights. There's people there thinking that, but they don't want to upset somebody. They're they cowards. don't want to look like a fucking. Yeah, they don't want to look like, oh, the bad guy or yeah. the crazy person or the conspiracy theorist. But that also in itself isn't necessarily their fault because it's a fucking indoctrination a system where it's like. This whole it's the same thing as like the virtue signaling. It's yep. like they're conditioned to do this stuff to virtue signal to fit in and to be liked. Yeah, in, Some, the, in the corporate environment. Sometimes all it takes to break that cycle is one person standing up and and, and saying it. Right, I, I agree. Yeah, just doesn't to, always work. Just to but, lead the way. Just to lead the way. Then right. maybe somebody else will do it. Yeah, you know? because I swear to God, I know people that have been like, yeah, well, I like kind of agree with what you're saying, but. I don't know, and I, I don't really want to, like, you know, look like the bad you know, guy. Yeah. You know, this was something that I kind of wanted to wait towards the, towards the end of the show to bring up, but I think it makes sense to bring it up right now. You know, we've been talking the last two years about Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset, right? Yeah. And, and, and this weekend when we were away, I had, you know, some a time to, you know, ponder things. And I'm like, you know what we really need to do? We need to have... Like, real Americans, and when I say that, I don't mean, you know, I guess I don't know what I mean. <laughs> America needs to start with our own reset. Let's, and I'm not saying, you know, make America great again. I don't want to, you know, fucking trigger anybody with a red hat. But what I'm just saying <laughs> is, America needs to start waking people up, and we need to start our own fucking reset on so many levels. Yeah. And and one thing just happened in Chicago that I am so excited about because everybody knows I love to get into geopolitics, right? So the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, got defeated in her reelection thing. Of course, she blamed it on being black and blamed it on being a female or a lesbian or fucking whatever. She got defeated because it's a fucking war zone over there, and people are fucking tired of it. Chicago is a gun-free zone, and there's more murders in it. And then, she, and then here it comes more lies. Well, we've reduced the murder rate. Yeah, maybe for the last six months or whatever. But you turn on the news about anything going on in Chicago, and every weekend there's it's like they talk about mass shootings all over the country. Yeah. Fucking the city of Chicago was one mass shooting after another. That's yeah. it. But she got defeated. Now, now the guy's a Democrat that, that beat her. And, and I'm not sure how this works, but they're going to have a, 
what they call a mayoral fucking runoff election. I don't get that. But anyways, she's done. She's gone. Mm. So I think what people, and, and not only that, but the guy that beat her is heavily in with the police union in yeah. uh, Chicago. Now, unions, a lot of pros and cons. They have Billy and I have had this conversation fucking many times. However, when you have the backing of the police union in a city, in a blue-run city that is rampant with fucking crime, you got to say to yourself, is this guy going to make some shit happen? Because it was Chicago that they were changing the law to let people out of prison and yeah. to not fucking charge them with things even up to attempted murder. Yeah, I mean, come on. If this is part of the new American reset, maybe what we need is more of this. Mm. Get these people that are running these blue cities, get them the fuck out of there. Get somebody in there that can run it that is a law and order person. I watch videos, and I get it. On Twitter, there's several accounts they show lots of black-on-white crime, lots of store robberies, a lot of things like this. And they're just trying to fuel the division and yeah. fuel the racism. I get that. But they're not fucking wrong. No. So, 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 so they're, not, they're not wrong. No. This shit is happening. And when I start watching some of these videos, I'm like, well, man, that's just, gonna, that's just fueling the fire. But you know what? I think that's what we need. Because that's what's going to get enough people, 10,000, 100,000, million people watch that video. If you post videos like that online and you don't like it, dispute it. Okay, so. Bring, bring your right. side of the argument. There's no other side of the argument. I saw a video today where it showed a homeless guy stand, sitting yes. on a curb. Yeah. You see the video? Yeah. And this fucking asshole standing next to him, he's loading his gun, and he walks up and shoots the guy in the back of the head. There's another one. A kid picked up a couple guys. What? Guys. Yeah. It was a cold out, so I stopped over to pick these two guys, quote unquote guys. They killed him. Yeah, yeah, they murdered him. He picked him up because they were cold to give him a ride, and they murdered him. Yeah, and, because, and then you see like because he was a, a white European kid. Yeah, and where that's that's the uh, that's the target now. Yeah, and yeah. in our own country. Yeah. yeah, and the thing is, is like now this is this massive attack on white people. Yeah, exactly. Oh, what I'm yeah. Right, what right. massive saying. attack yeah. on white people. Now, listen, I'll I, be I, damned if I you see a white <laughs> a white couple on a commercial. Oh yeah, yeah no, exactly. It it's like it's either interracial. We're being we're or being gay. erased. We're well, being well, erased, may, and it's racist to say that. Well, it's, no, well, maybe that we're being we're being genocided, and it's racism or illegal or or you know, you're a Nazi if you even speak in your own defense. Yeah, that's what they've done to us right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're <laughs> telling people they're telling white people specifically that. If you're white, you're inherently racist. Which is because racist. Because you are white. Which is racist to say that. Which, yeah, it's extremely yeah. racist. And they're like, well, it's uh, because uh, of your like white privilege. Everyone, and black people don't have the same privileges that you do. And, and it's white. not true. It's America. They all have the same privileges. They just won't fucking do nothing. Yeah, they're, they're saying that everyone, because of their skin color, is the same way. And they're, they're racist because of it. Everyone of the same, of the same skin color is racist. That is racist because they're they're blanketing every person based on their their skin color, right? And just I think it's like, well, black people are impoverished. Yes, there's there's a lots lot of white of, there's lots of white people that are impoverished too. They're not killing right. each other every night either. You know? Right? There's a lot of fucking white people that are impoverished. Yeah. So I I don't know. I get it. There's like the whole slavery thing that they push all the fucking time. Which yeah, slavery is terrible. I, but guess what? There was white slaves too. Yeah, white people were slaves too. Irish people. Irish people were slaves. 
you know. Hey, and this is this still, is not like, this is not this is not like uh, you know anything against like black people. I have black no, friends. No. Yeah, like like I've got several. Like one in particular is a very good friend of mine. Yep, and he's a fucking hardworking guy. Yep, yep, and he listens to the show, so I hope you listen it. Yep, and and that fucking guy gets up every day, fucking pounds the fucking pavement, does his job, fucking takes care. He's got fucking three kids or four kids, and provides a nice home for them. And that fucking guy works every day. Yep, and I, and I have conversations with him. He's fucking disgusted. Yes. With what he fucking sees out there. Yeah. But we are under attack. Yeah. We are under attack. Look at this. Okay. Statues of George Floyd. I'm sorry. Somebody said, no, this is the statue we need. Yeah. And it was like somebody had made it up and it was perfect. It was a statue, a bronze statue of uh, George Floyd holding a gun to a pregnant woman's stomach. Yeah. (laughs) Because that fucker did that. Yeah. Did he? Yes. All right. He was a criminal, right? Yes. Yeah. Fucking career, lifetime career criminal and fucking drug addict. He died of drugs, not but, a cop. But a white cop yeah. that probably, apparently they've had several beefs, is in jail for the rest of his fucking life because he happened to be the one that got to arrest that motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. But this is all pushed by Antifa, BLM, those two fucking organizations, and they say these are not organizations. I'm sorry, if you have a website that people can donate money to, you're a fucking organization. But if they have, if th- those are the two things that need to be to be fucking written of. Yeah. And those are all in these in these blue uh, blue states and uh, blue cities, yeah. right? Yeah. They don't- and, and we know that they are directly tied into the Democratic of Party. They are. They're very well funded. All right, so they talk about they talk about the insurrection January sixth, which is another fucking horseshit story because now it's now again cognitive dissonance for people that don't want to believe it. They've showed you all the videos of how the FBI, yeah, fucking led those people right in there, yeah. but they don't talk about when they breached the fence of the White House when Trump was the president. Yeah, right. And we're firebombing things and trying to burn down fucking federal court buildings. That's okay. They write it the entire time of uh, Trump was president. But, Billy, this is what I'm talking about, the American Reset. We need to band together and stop this bullshit. We need to stop this bullshit that's going on in schools. It's not going on in our local district, fucking thank God. Because I can tell you, if it did, there would be a serious backlash in our school district. And our school district is big. Yeah. Our school district is big. Yeah. Well, they already tried to get the Common Core and the uh, the baccalaureate system in the international IB system. They tried to get that. That all got shot down. Yeah, that's good. But you see all these school districts in Blue Run cities yeah. that are pushing the pedophilia, yeah. pushing the helping your kid transition yeah. into a different race. Okay, here's the fucking deal. There's two genders. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Man, woman. If you can't give me the fucking definition of a woman, then you have no fucking idea. You shouldn't even be allowed to even talk about the fucking thing. If you're talking to your, if you're talking to a kid about sex and tell them not to, not to tell their parents about it, you're a predator. You're not yes. a teacher. Yeah, and a groomer. Yeah, and that's another thing. Uh, who was it that is if they saw? Might have been Twitter before Musk took it over. Yeah, they said if and they had this algorithm set up and uh, censorship set up that if they saw the word groomer in your post, they yeah. would fucking they would shut your post. Oh down. yeah, yeah. I said something, and you know what? I don't even know what I said on Twitter like a week ago. Yeah, I got locked out of my account for fucking twelve hours. Yeah, 
I sent an email to multiple people. Okay, what did I violate? And which post did I violate? And what was the violation? Not a single fucking email back from no. anybody. No, they don't care. They ah. can just fucking do what they want with no fucking recourse. And you got to fucking sit back and take it. Yep. And that is fucking horseshit. And that's another thing we need to work on. And they're trying to do something. But do you really think anything's going to come of it? The only way something is going to come out of it is if people band together and say, you know what, Twitter? Fuck you. Even if Elon Musk is running you. Fuck you. Fuck you, Facebook. Yeah. Fuck you, Instagram. No, everyone, everyone needs to get. <laughs> You're cool, TikTok. Everyone that wants this. Now, I have no uh... problem with TikTok. And, I, and the big fucking thing against TikTok because it's Chinese. Fucking what isn't Chinese? Yeah. General Motors is Chinese. Volvo is Chinese. Spotify and Anchor, who we use to host this podcast, is fucking Chinese. All these companies oh. are Chinese people. And now Wake the balloons the are Chinese. Smithfield fucking pork. Balloons are Chinese now. Yeah, all the balloons. What That's doesn't just- come from China, right? So fucking leave TikTok alone. At least TikTok you can get some good information on. But what I'm saying, if enough people get together and they start saying, okay, and there is a movement in New Hampshire to do this. It's called the Resolve Movement, and we are the people. Yeah. And I've had Therese, uh, the lady who's very uh, big in this movement, uh, on the show multiple times. I'd like to get her back on. But these are slow These are slow things because uh, you have to take them slow because if you try to do too much at once, then you're going to get the backlash of all the people that don't believe you. Yeah. But no, I you think want, they, no, these, want, are, well, these are the people that need to people. wake up because, because check this out, right? Yeah. Why does New Hampshire have fucking ground zero for opiates? Yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah. Because we're a drug-infested den. Well, there's a gentleman that I'm going to be having coming on the show that's going to explain it all, and it's going to be a dangerous fucking episode. Yeah. Ooh. I can tell you right now, it's going to be a fucking... Sean doesn't even want anything to do with it. That's how fucking dangerous that yeah. episode's going to be. <laughs> yeah. So, so and I'm fucking... The guy's willing to come on. All right. He's been on everywhere, but... Fuck yeah. He he calls it New Hampshire is the Ukraine of the United States. Yeah, it might be. No, I don't I'll, think it I'll might. Tell you, I, I don't, don't think it might. I think it is. I always oh, thought New Hampshire thing, was. Is it? No, that's a very fucking bad thing. No, yeah. I always thought New Hampshire was a very clean, you know, conservative state, and I, I, I never realized how crooked it actually is. I never realized it's that. unbelievably crooked. <laughs> I didn't realize that before. But I right? mean, if everybody could start doing this, okay, get rid of the pedophilia in school. Get rid of these fucking books in the libraries that teach kids how to have anal sex. Oof. Let kids fucking talk. Let kids express their concerns. Don't try to fucking transition my kid without my knowledge. If we were the same country we were in the 40s, the parents would be going into the school, grabbing these teachers by the back of the head and hanging them in the parking lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, I, I mean. I'm uh, not going to say I don't think some of that should go on, yeah, to be perfectly no. fucking I just, honest I, with you. I honestly wonder how much, of, how much of this is actually going on. That's my, my always back thought process to this because i know do you I think know, it's always gone on but we're just hearing more about it like they said about the train derailments well because social media is like a newer thing obviously but like we also know that the media and i said this a thousand fucking times like the media is so fucking manipulative um so it's like how much of this is really going on how much of it is really just being pushed so people will have a reaction and be fucking pissed about it well, they've already to said be so. Determined for me, Facebook even said that that was their whole motive was right. to get people into fucking arguments, right? Because when they're in argue, and Billy, I've watched you fucking go back Creates and forth with people revenue. for hours. Yep. 
They, they make more money. They make more money because your eyes are locked on that screen. Yep. Right, people get more views, there's more advertisements, blah, 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 blah. You know, I mean, I've also said this a thousand times. I think fucking social medias are, are, are fucking are a t- absolutely terrible way to really communicate with anyone. If you're on social media, I feel, personally, and you're trying to really convey a message to somebody or, like, have a conversation... It's horrible. It always goes into the argumentative state. It is true. And yeah. everyone, and it kind of mentally, I feel like, yeah. uh, captivates you in a way that just makes you feel fucking shitty. I even get into that myself. It becomes adversarial. Right. Yeah. And so, like, yeah. first of all, I think that's the first thing. Second of all, like, I don't think social media would be bad if it was, like, more of, like, an entertainment, you know, post pictures. Um, maybe they should just fucking turn comments off. They won't. It probably wouldn't be that bad because it is a good source of entertainment, but it would be all well and dandy if it wasn't fucking corrupt. Okay, so would you guys both agree that what they call social media has actually helped people to be less social? A hundred percent in the real world, like like people, like oh, kids now. Yeah, kids nowadays they don't know how to fucking talk to anybody. No, hell yeah, they look at you like you got fucking three heads. Yeah. If you just ask somebody, like if you go into Walmart or Target, just pick a store. It doesn't matter which one. Go in there and say, oh, hey, excuse me. Uh, can I ask you about this, this, and this? And what about this? Boy, that's fucked up. They would just look at you like, well, let me go text my friends and tell them this interaction we just had. Because they can't even stand up and have a fucking conversation with you. Yeah, yeah. they lack the skills. Social media took away their ability to be fucking social. Well, sc- yeah, screens I mean, in general. call it what it is. Like I work with, we have some kids that come in and help us out when it's really bad weather. And it's like, I work with one kid. He's not too bad, but it's like every two seconds he's on his phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's something like I used to, well, fucking Agent J. Oh, yeah. When Agent J was around and I fucking shipped him off for winter only because I'm like, you're not staying in your van another winter. Right. That fucker all summer, I'd say, okay, this is what you got to do. Here's your list of shit you got to do. Here's all your stuff. Go do it. Check in with me. Let me know what's going on. Fucker. I'd, I'd go out there. I, I'd go out and try to find him, make sure he didn't have drop a tree on his fucking head. I'd go out there, and it's like he's sitting down, and he's on his fucking phone. <laughs> it's like, dude, I'm not paying you to be on your fucking phone. Right. And I know what he's doing. He's not, like, being social. He's fucking talking to his girlfriend. Yep. Like, okay, that's later. Like, you do that when you go home. Right? Get your fucking work done. Get the fuck off your phone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I don't know. It's just the whole thing. But we need we need our own American reset, and we're gonna do. And this is how we're gonna do it. We talked about it a little bit on the last episode, right? We got to start forming our own parallel economies, hooking up with people that we know that we can rely on each other. Like I know the people in this studio right now, and Sean when he when he's here. Uh, Sean wasn't able to join us today; he's not feeling well. But uh, but we got to get out there and we got to start slowly making changes. If And I mean, even on a local level. Well, I even brought up to one of my friends there. Uh, I asked him, what's the possibility of growing grain in our, some of our local farms? You know, could they grow the grain, the feed for the cattle ourselves? Yeah. You yeah. know, that's what we need to start thinking about. Well, we also have, we, you, the, we have to have the great reset of your fucking brain, too. Yeah. Of your yeah. fucking mind. Because, like, that's numero uno for me. Like... Even if you can start to do that, you're already on a good foot. But, like, you just have to, I don't know. It, I don't know what it's going to take. It's going to have to take people to be exposed to something that's, like, really different for them. 
Um, it's going to have to take people, you know, not to be afraid to be different yeah. or be seen as different yeah. or to, you know, just go along with something to go against the grain. But that but used even, to be that used to be a, a go to attitude of Americans, especially young Americans. Right. To, to be different and uh, not go along with the crowd and not go along with the uh, what's what's cool. You know, to be a rebel. Right. Now, now, kids. They follow along with everything. They all get group group think uh, together, and they well, that's hi- that's the it. that's the hive mind yes. that we talk about. Yeah, well, right. But you also have to like you have to be able to like even if say you're you're going through this process, you're trying to you're trying to look into different things. Like you know, don't just go along with that shit either. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Yeah, like, yeah, even yeah. the stuff that we say or we yep. talk about. Yep. Don't just fucking go along with that. Like. Listen to it, hear it, then go look at some other shit. Critically right. think about it. Then right, go right. find something else. Then go watch the news, yep. the mainstream news, and then fucking go look at something else. Like, don't just be, don't be just, don't just as absorb the fucking Zog media, the fucking Zog slop that they're just force feeding you. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Did you say Zog slop? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> like, don't just eat that shit up. Like, you gotta fucking start. You gotta have your your mind needs to be changed. Yeah, your but mind, like like when we a talk different, a different approach. When we talk about the hive mind tech uh, uh, phenomenon, right? Uh, and it's exactly what you and Billy both said. It's like everybody just wants to go along to get along. They don't want to break out. They don't want to be the black sheep. Yeah. For yeah. us, being the black sheep was our fucking badge of honor. Exactly. You know what I mean? My it's whole actually, family is fucking full of black sheep. It's actually paying off of me now. Yeah. After all the years, I thought it was gonna. I was just lost. It's like that's like it's like it's my trademark now. Yeah. You know? But what's the worst thing? Like someone's not gonna fucking like you, right? Who cares? Yeah. Don't be concerned on whether people Who are gonna cares? like you because if somebody doesn't like you, they're not gonna like you either way. Why should you like them? Yeah. You know? yeah. Right. But it's like not like what? Oh, you said something. Now this person thinks this of you, or they don't like you. It's yeah. like. Okay, good. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Or I not good. I yeah. don't really care. Yeah. My father, do something else. So my father, Billy can fucking attest to this. <laughs> my father always had a saying, I was here a long time before you came around, and I'm going to be here a long time after you're fucking gone. Yeah. And that, and that's, well, that's how he would tell people if somebody didn't like him. Or say somebody, he would hire somebody, and then this person would come in here, and they would be... Try to get themselves, try to get everybody else in the mindset that we couldn't operate without them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he would say, we were here a long time before you came here. We're going to be here a long time after you're gone. Yeah. And that's the same mindset you got to fucking use. If somebody comes into your life, uh, yeah, we meet new people all the time, especially with the show. We get so, you know, we got thousands of followers on the show. Yeah. People DM me all the time and I try to keep up with everything. I get emails all the time and, and that's cool. And but if if you don't want to listen to my show, don't send me a DM and tell me how fucking bad we are. Do people do that? Not through DM, but you know, well, like we we'll get the I'll one, st- on we'll get the one star review on Apple because oh, oh who cares? because I you know I'm a fucking NASA old fucking NASA brainwashed. If NASA you don't guy. like it, come up and get some parts and get kidnapped. And okay, so so <laughs> so first off, tell tell us how your show's doing. If you don't one, like the Wicked Planet podcast, we are going to come and kidnap you exactly and make you I talk, know, murder you. Point is, we know the show's not for everybody. But, oh God, it's not but anyways, for me. so <laughs> what are other what are other examples of something that we can do? I started to talk about even go to your uh, local politics, right? 
see who's running your town, see who's your mayor. Yeah. See 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 what their track record is. Right? Cuz you can start like a grassroots campaign to get shit going in the other direction. Yeah. Like these mayors, these mayors or these governors of blue states or blue cities, yeah. like like look at your fucking look at the news coming out of your city. Look at the shit that's coming out of Atlanta, the shit that's coming out of L.A., Las Vegas, and all these other fucking places. Things that are coming out of Phoenix. Yep. Did you see the horseshit that just happened in Austin when these fucking people just went fucking crazy? Was fucking beating up fucking police cruisers, jumping up and down on them, smashing the windows out of them. That's, that's been happening all the time. And the cops are outnumbered. Yeah. I mean, I always said big pedal gets people out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the pedal on the right. Yeah. That, that'll fucking, that'll clear the crowd. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> but, but you, you got people, you if I do that, if I do that, yep. because our district attorney or our mayor exactly. or our governor yep. is so fucking leftist, they're going to say, you murdered those people. And they're going to arrest you. When you fear for your fucking life. Now, I always was under the understanding that if you feared for your life, Anything was fair game. Yeah, it's illegal to defend yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, especially when you're white. Exactly. Especially when you're white. What no. do you guys have for other examples of little things that we can do to form our own American reset? Where can we start? Besides the shit we already talked about. I think we need to start. Is it schools? You buy a journal. Well, schools is how we ended up where we are. You buy a pen. You get a 12-pack of beer, an eight ball, and then just see what happens. <laughs> that would have worked 20 years ago. <laughs> I would be afraid to do that shit now because of all the fentanyl coming like maybe into the country. It'd, maybe you'd write down something really good, or maybe you'd like end up at like a prostitute, banging a prostitute in an alleyway. I don't know. Well, if he was a Biden, that would lo- lead to a lucrative... Um, Oil executive job in Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk, let's talk about Ukraine real quick. You see, Zelensky comes on now. This motherfucker keeps getting billions and billions of bills. Now they're doing some other aid package, another twenty five billion dollars. Okay, we have a thousand trains falling off the tracks every year in the United States. Yeah. How, how about we spend some money fixing the railroad? They'll say, "Well, that's up to the railroad companies like Norfolk Southern and what's the other one." Well, we have Boston and Maine up here. What's the other one down south? Yeah, I forgot what they called that. Uh, <coughs> I, would have to, I would have to Google it. CP or something like that. Anyways, anyways, yes. Oh, oh, but you know, this is all Trump's fault because he had put in all this deregulation. Yeah, but he didn't do anything to do with it. Which it had, had nothing, nothing to, to do, do with it. had they, nothing to do with it. caused yeah. that. Yeah, so it was so, an electric brake system. It had nothing to do with electric. They have air brakes already. You know, when everybody is talking about you know, all these train derailments and all these toxic fluids. Okay, by rail is the number one way that they transport toxic fluids. That's just how it is. I mean, they're talking about this one. They just had a derailment of uh, 30,000 propane tanks or 30,000 gallons of propane uh, on this train down in Florida, right? And uh, they're hauling, like, full propane tanks. Like, they haul full We see... Billy, how many tractor trailers do we see full of propane tanks on a daily basis? Going eighty here? miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on a daily basis yeah. out here, right? <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, you know, any anything could happen. Yeah. But the fact that they took all the contents out of this train in East Palestine, Ohio, yeah, dumped it into a pit and fucking lit it on fire. Yeah. 
And like we were talking about earlier, Jesus. the trains weren't the, and the causing weren't all the dioxin poisoning. Yeah, like had they had they just offloaded that stuff, they would have been fine. Yeah, because these components, to use Buckley's favorite word, to ching separately, are hazardous. Yeah, but they're not. Well, they are toxic, but I mean they don't create a toxic plume. Yeah, right. But when they poured the shit into a ditch and lit it on fire, what the fuck did they think was going to happen? Yeah. And yeah. I got and I got somebody I'm going to want to call into the show real quick. Yeah, uh, and I am going to have a few questions for him. Yeah. So let me try to get him on the phone. Stand well, that's by. the big question I had when they did. I asked it online over and over again. Says who lit the fire? Who who's the one that lit the fire? Who's made that decision? Because that's what causes the disaster. Not yeah. the train coming off the tracks. The fire did. Yes. You know? Exactly. Billy, stand by. Okay. Okay. So, anyways, uh all right, so Billy, I want to thank you for uh, stopping in on the show. I kind of hijacked you. It was only going to be for about 20 minutes, and you've been here for an hour. Yeah. So so thank you. I look forward to you coming back yeah, on the thank, show. Thank you, Billy. You sexy beast. Will, will you come on and talk with us again? If you want me to. Yeah, we'll no, I think you. that would be great. I think we've had enough, I'm yeah. just going to say. I don't blame you. I think right. we should never have him back on. All right, so Billy, Billy's going to make his exit. Billy, thank you for coming in. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Uh, you're welcome, and uh, congratulations on your 100th episode, guys. So. Episode, episode. episode. <laughs> All right, bye, Billy. Okay. Bye, Billy. See you we'll later. We'll see you later. Have a good day. All right, everybody. I got uh, our, one of our listeners, Brad, on the phone calling from just outside of Huntington, West Virginia. Brad, what the hell's up? Oh, same old shit in West by God. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking Chemi- about. What are Chemical you talking explosions, about? spills, everything. It's fucking crazy. Oh, shit. All right, so why I wanted you to call into the show real quick is just kind of give us an update of what you're seeing on the ground because you're about, would you say, about 250 miles south of East Palestine, uh, Palestine Ohio, where the derailment yeah. was, right? Yeah, about, uh, about 250 miles, almost dead south, flight of the bird. Um we didn't actually get any of the any of the water stuff going on here per se because we're on um, my town is on the reservoir, but the uh, the Ohio River got totally contaminated and they they just covered it up in my opinion. Okay, so I remember when we talked, we've been being uh, pretty much in contact uh, pretty regular for ever since this happened, and uh, I remember you had told me that. You had like an emergency warning come over in your town about not drinking the water. Now, was that just them being overcautious, or, or what did you uh, what did you find out there? Well, it was weird because uh, we we started hearing all, about all this um, this stuff on local news, and the town like a half an hour from here, Fort Gay, um, West Virginia. <laughs> Fort Actually, Gay? yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Dude, I couldn't. I was let waiting. It go. I was waiting. I couldn't let it go. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, so uh, so I'm watching the news, and uh, well, I wasn't. My wife was, but she uh, she sends me the clip. She finds it on YouTube. It says that they have evacuated the town, as far as like, um, well, not totally evacuated, but you know, they can't drink the water. They're bringing in bottled water. They're keeping everybody home from school. And then all of a sudden, the next day, it's fine. They went back to school, but people were reporting rashes and, you know, hives and stuff like that. So, oh. And, this is, and yeah. this is quite a ways south of East Palestine, right? Yeah, that's, um, 
Man, I didn't. You know, I didn't look, but that's probably at least I'd say 150 miles. Okay, so so they were concerned. Was it because of the air quality, Brad? It wasn't actually the water, right? No, this the Fort um, Fort Gay, West Virginia, was actually the water quality. Okay, air quality was everything that went to like the northeast. Okay, so why were so they actually everything that headed your way? <laughs> no, yeah, well, I mean, we saw. I mean, I saw a bunch of videos of people like kind of who analyze weather patterns or like air streams and and shit like that or data because they have shit in the air that kind of monitors yeah. that stuff. Well, like and the we, jet stream, right? The jet streams, and we were seeing we were seeing a lot of stuff that was like, well, the northeast. Oh, I saw that too. The northeast is going to be fucked, or the like. So look out, like people are going to get really exposed to all this fucking toxic shit. Like, what? What is that, Rob? Well... Go ahead, Brad. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, well, my buddy, uh, Chris, who also works for the same company I do, he lives over in Maryland, um, which was, like, kind of right in the wind path, like, right over top of everything, or right, you know, below everything. And um, he woke up, I think it was Friday morning, with that, with this like fine powder caked across his car, they said it was pollen, not pollen. <laughs> no, it's not really the time of year for pollen, right? <laughs> well, I mean, it's unseasonably warm, but come on. I mean, really? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's weird. So the pollen, quote unquote, that's basically just this chemical shit, right? It's got to be. I mean, I've, I've heard all this crazy stuff about dioxins and, and just, I mean, it's a total cover-up because I think if they they come out and actually say what's going on, there's going to be mass hysteria. I mean, I would assume. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, though. It's, it's so crazy that the, well, they, what, they just lie like that, though. Well, Brad, I found it interesting that they uh, were even doing that in your town because you, you are actually south of that. And as the wind goes, you're absolutely correct. It would come to the northeast. Now, we saw some reports in southern New Hampshire, down in the Monadnock region, which is like the city of Keene, which is right on the Vermont and Massachusetts border, where there were people that were coming up with all kinds of uh, weird like coatings on their vehicles. Definitely not pollen. We do not have pollen this time of year. I mean, we've had no. we've had snow like almost every day for the last week and a half. So. It's really have you guys interesting. Have seen any weird snow? Like I've seen, I've no. seen videos of people having snow like cream corn. Like I don't know what if that's real or not. That's not just, here, know. not here. I have seen those videos, and from every indication of the weather that I've been watching, whatever air came up from the toxic plume went south of us. Okay, like because we're we're like actually just just at the very southern tip of the lakes region. Yeah, so you're up there by that uh, racetrack, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, I yeah. Mean, yeah, that's literally right up the street. But uh, yeah. but I was wondering if there was anything else that you were seeing in your colleagues at work, like the, like the guy you work with that lives in Maryland, if there's any well, uh, long-term effects, because we know that there's going to be some form of dioxin contamination uh, in the water. Now, you said that they're saying that the Ohio River is contaminated because you have all these videos of these streams that shows, you know, the rainbow colored water, which when you're in a salvage yard, like, you know, that's gasoline, some form of chemical in the water. Makes the water look like a rainbow. Yeah. So, so we see that. Are you hearing anything else? And is, is everything all clear where you are in West Virginia? 
Well, I mean, as far as like looks and you know, with the, the naked eye and what you can smell and everything, I guess it's fine. But, um, I mean, like we keep getting, we keep seeing these weird videos again. Um, I had one of my other friends that's, uh, uh, she's about 30 miles, uh, Northeast of me had a picture of a Creek she posted on Facebook and she sent me a couple of uh, pictures as well. The Creek is completely teal. Like it looks like a golf course, like you a, sent, like a you, course. You sent that to me. Yeah, that is bizarre. And could they attribute that to the toxic uh, contamination or was that something that they attempted to play off as like algae or something like that? Uh, you know, I can't remember what they said it was now. It was something like that, though. It was uh, some, something broke free, they said. But, like something in nature broke free. I can't remember exactly what it was. But Interesting. It was, it, was, it was complete bullshit, so I wrote it off. I didn't even, you know, I didn't even register in my brain. Hmm. Question. Gonna, is everybody that you know and your family, like, safe? They're not affected? They're, they're doing good? Well, yeah, I mean, so far, um, most of my family lives in like the, like kind of like in the Cincinnati area, like in the Ohio River Valley area. And, um, everybody's good there. I mean, they said that the water's safe as far as like testing it for dioxins or whatever they test it for. But on the other hand, I mean, I just bought a $4,000 water purification system for my house. Damn. Um, my, my mom did the same thing. I got other family members doing it too. So, and uh, talking to the plumber, this isn't like a this isn't like a new thing. Like this is a this is this is going to be like the thing. Yeah. So, so in your opinion, what do you, what do you think happened with this whole crash? Like, do you have any theories? Do you have any uh, ideas why you think this went down? Well, I mean, there's a. Uh, Sorry, it's my arm. Um, I mean, I got a lot of different ideas. Um, I mean, you guys know that the the it, the brake caught fire like twenty miles before the before the actual explosion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not absolutely sure it was the actual brakes, but yeah, we saw the videos that twenty miles uh, uh, prior to that that there was some form of fire going on underneath one of the uh, rail cars. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's 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 foul play. It's got to be. I mean, especially coming right after the whole thing with the uh, the Biden and the, the the railroad unions, with all that stuff going down. Right. And I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a coincidence. Do you think there's like a specific reason why it happened there? Yeah, probably. I'm guessing because I don't know if you heard about the um, the uh, the digital ID rollout they did four months prior. Oh, oh did you so, guys hear about that? So tell us a little bit about that, Brad. Yes, I did hear about that. They were doing a test program in East Palestine for a digital ID, correct? Right. Now, see, I just found out about this a couple weeks ago when all this stuff started going on. But I actually pulled up the YouTube video of that, um, of the news clip, the local news clip of them saying, like, East Palestine is going to be the, you know, the the newest greatest uh thing for health safety you know with these new bracelets they're rolling out right and everybody's going to be monitored everybody's going to be safe it's going to be great all it is is a qr code on the little band <laughs> yeah and so. that's a that's a digital uh id rollout that they're attempting to do in canada which our guest uh tiana uh the truth seeker 
uh, had actually talked That's to us scary. about where Trudeau was trying to blackmail all these provinces and holding back like uh, healthcare money or whatever uh, it, to kind scary. of force them force them into the digital ID. So again, it comes down to the same thing, Brad. Where ever there's any type of test program, whenever there's any type of uh, safety drill or uh, school shooting drill or bombing drill. It ends up happening right in the exact area. And we're not even going to talk about the rabbit hole that is the movie <laughs> White Noise. Oh, yeah. Buckley oh, God. And, well, not now. We're not right now. Buckley and I are going to talk I about it. I thought that was too obvious to even bring up. So a little, We're going to talk about it a little bit later in the show. We actually, Anonymous Sean had a lot on that he was going to talk about, but he could not make it into the show. Uh, we're just going to touch on the movie really briefly. Uh, but it was filmed in that area where the exact same thing just happened. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, there's so much that winds up. It's crazy. Yeah. Kind of scary. Hey, so listen, Brad, uh, I want to thank you for taking the time to call into the wicked planet. I just had a few questions for you. I want to thank you for being a loyal listener. I know you enjoy the show and I hope you continue to enjoy it. Oh, hell yeah. And thank, and thank you for calling in on our 100th episode. Hey, I'm honored. You guys are all, um, you get me through the day, um, every, every week with the new show. I, I look forward to it. So thank you. Thank you, Brad, because it's a listeners like you is why me and Buckley get up in the morning to do the fucking show in the first place. All right, Brad, I got something for you. All right. Buckley always has closing words. You sexy animal. Oh yeah. You got to give this <laughs> or the sexy beast. <laughs> So, uh, Brad, good luck with your endeavors and your hoarder, your uh, newfound horticulture uh, hobby that you've just come up with. We're not going to get into it, yes, but, sir. but you know what I'm talking about. But yeah, maybe you could come on some other time and talk about. Yeah, it. no, we're gonna we're gonna get you back on the show. So uh, I wanted to have you come on and talk about like man on the street, right? Like like you're down there. You're not on ground zero, but you're real close to ground zero. So I know the things that we were talking about that are related to this uh, toxic event. And I just kind of wanted your feelings on that, and and uh, and give a give you a chance to call into the show because I've been wanting you to do that. Yeah, I mean, you guys can test me for you know cancer in the future, whatever you want me to do. All right, that sounds good. <laughs> okay, Brad, thank thank you for coming on the show, and I'm going to talk to you real soon. Thanks, Brad. All right, thanks, guys. Okay, Have a great day. See yeah, bye. yeah, so I've been talking to Brad for uh, actually like before the East Palestine thing. Yeah. That was happening. So, uh, so that was very interesting. And he was sending me a lot of information and, and he was, was really freaked out when they, when they gave that do not drink the water order. Yeah. Order. Fucked. Yeah. Because he, he's just, he's not in Huntington, West Virginia, but he's just south of that. Yeah. So he's really close. And How many I, miles do we know? From, say? from ground zero. What yeah. do you say about 150? 150. What's that for us? Like Boston? Uh, more like the Cape. The Cape, okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but anyways, yeah, so I just want to thank Brad for uh, co- taking the time to call into the show when I know he's really busy. Uh, we have some other uh, call-ins that we're working on, uh, just little things to do a little bit different for the 100th episode. But uh, I wanted to talk about this when Billy was here, but did you see where Zelensky come on and he's, and he's now he's talking, Buckley, about how America might have to send your sons and daughters to go fight on the ground. You know what? Fuck! Fuck him. You. You fucking. I was going to say the C word, but I'm not. Okay, so we just got done with 23 years or 22 years 
of sending our sons and daughters off to die for the rich assholes. We're not fucking doing it we for don't Ukraine. We go over there. Okay, well, I do know that we have troops in the region. I don't know exactly where, but I know they're fucking close because oh, I mean, a friend of mine who is a retired state trooper and also still a lieutenant colonel in the army got deployed to Europe God damn it. about four months ago. And it's been a couple of weeks since I talked to him, so I'm going to reach out and see how he's doing. They're just trying to get like, yeah, shit World is, War Three going. They're just oh, trying to get it going. They're trying so fucking hard. So, Buckley, this is Not the only way they can hide their crimes. It's war. You, yeah, Ukraine is a fucking cesspool. Well, I mean, war is, is a great money generator. We know that. But okay. also, it's a yeah. great fucking distraction. Yeah, it's like, like, if there's a war going on, it's like, oh, my God, what else are you thinking? Stop about? looking at the pedophilia. Yeah, don't look at Epstein. Yeah, don't look at Epstein. Don't look at the COVID agenda. Yeah, don't look at any of that shit. Just focus on the war. Don't look at what the WHO is doing. And listen, if you haven't listened to last week's episode I did with James Verguski, you need to go back and listen to that fucking episode and share it. Get it out there because that guy knows what he's talking about. And when I saw that Biden, there was a lot of talk online that Biden was, you know, 100% in on this deal, signing away our sovereignty so if the WHO has a perceived threat uh, to the rest of the world for some type of pandemic, that they can basically take your country over, right? Go listen to that episode, please, and share it with as many people as you can. Because that's when you got to start blasting. Yeah. If okay. people are taking your country over, like the UN or the WHO, UN soldiers, and they're taking your country over because of like something like COVID or like say climate change lockdown but maybe not or this scenario or like another con- virus contaminated soil contaminated soil chemical spills train derailment shit that's when you gotta start fucking blasting we gotta understand like there's way too many coincidences going on just today it was reported that that at another fa- uh, metal fabrication place uh just outside of cleveland ohio massive fire now now these metal fabrication places let me ask you this me no, just the listeners and oh, you oh, and you, of course. Okay. Are these manufacturing plants that are defense contractors? Are they making things for the government? Because what have we been hearing? Oh, we have an ammo shortage. <laughs> we have missile shortages. We have all kinds of armament shortages because we're sending it all to fucking Ukraine. Mm. So what do you think the rest of the world's going to say? Man, they're at a disadvantage right now. Maybe we ought to make a move. Strike. Yeah. I, I have no question. Sean has said this before. When Hillary Clinton was supposed to win that election against Donald Trump, they were going to start a war with Russia. That was their plan. Trump getting elected, fucking put that to squash. And Putin and Trump got together. And I'm not talking about the Russian, Russia, Russia collusion thing. But anyways, that is what it is. And I feel as though that... Biden is so compromised, his whole family, his whole cabinet, and everybody that runs every every uh, checked-off box position in, in the United States administration, the Biden administration right now, are all compromised. And the only way that they're going to hide their crimes is to perpetuate this war in Ukraine. I want you, uh, all you listeners, give me your thoughts on that to see how close I am to that. So, uh, I want you to... Stay tuned. I want you to stay tuned because I got a special guest coming on the show. We'll be right back. 
We just got fucked. <laughs> we weren't <laughs> recording, and we had Mark talking for like ten minutes. So we're doing a redo. All right, everybody. So I got Mark. So I got my buddy Mark from My Family Thinks I'm Crazy on the show. He agreed to call in for the hundredth episode. I know he's really busy, and I had our studio mixer on pause. I unpaused it, and for some reason, I don't think it recorded. I know. So I'm like, and Mark's getting into a good story. Well, he went on about his his uh, his occult tours. Yeah. Tour he's yeah. going to be putting on on, so, on so Mark, 23. So Mark, I super apologize for that. And ah. uh, yeah, so you were telling you know people out in fucking nowhere land because nobody was listening. Uh, that uh, you are going to be doing these tours of New Haven uh, on uh, March 22nd because there's a significance to the date, March 22nd. Not only is it a Skull and Bones number, but you said that somewheres in prophecy or something, something is supposed to happen on that day. And I apologize, Mark, you have to go over this again. Oh, no, no. Ron Buckley, it is such a pleasure to be here on the 100th episode of the Wiki Planet podcast. And I appreciate the do-over. Um, if you hear a little disturbance in the background, uh, it's our luck that it just started hailing on my car. So. Oh, really? <laughs> nice. <laughs> but anyways, we're here. And uh, yeah, like I was saying, um, the reason I've been so busy is because this year... Uh, is a palindromic year, a palindronic year. It's a uh, three or 2023-322, right? So for me, doing this uh, Skull and Bones research, which, as you both know, Skull and Bones uses that 322 number symbolically, um, yeah, I, I figured, oh, what a great time to put something out about this. So I'm working on a series of interviews uh specifically about Skull and Bones, and I'm also giving tours in the New Haven area of the esoteric architecture in Yale's campus. So essentially, my plan as of now is to be there in New Haven on March 22nd, 322, uh, and give a tour like I've been giving tours, and maybe even film it. Uh, and also release the first episode of this um, podcast series. It's not going to be a, a new podcast or anything like that. It's going to be kind of like a standalone season of a podcast. Um, and it's not going to be like any podcast I've done before. It's going to be more of a narrative style podcast with interviews sliced in and out. Um, but yeah, the point I was getting at there with this book of revelations is that a gentleman who I recently interviewed, Chris Milligan, he made it clear to me that the number 322 uh, is most likely referencing when Skull and Bones is using it. They're most likely referencing a part of the Bible, book three, verse 22, uh, that talks about the, um, well, the doomsday or God's judgment, the apocalypse and so on. So all that being said, I think being there on the 22nd could help, let's say, demagnetize that negative energy, uh, depolarize it so that we uh, elevate the consciousness with that energy rather than 
continue the PSYOP. Uh, and again, that might sound a little bit, you know, hippy dippy out there, but I do think that this has worked before in the past uh, with, you know, smaller efforts. So if we could get everybody on the podcast sort of audience that we're a part of to tune into this episode one on 322 simultaneously while myself and a, a group of people are in that spot, you know, we're in the actual location talking about these things. Um, hopefully that'll have a slight, subtle, positive uh, effect on the trajectory of whatever whatever magic they might want to spark because the elites that are part of these groups like Skull and Bones, they're focused on specific numbers and specific dates, and they're also trying to replay uh, biblical uh, narratives in the future or on the modern world stage. And one of the ways that they get ahead of the masses is through sort of fabricating prophecy. Now, let's say a prophecy exists, a prophet, you know, says this is going to happen at this time, rather than uh, letting that unfold naturally, groups like Skull and Bones try to manufacture events that mimic said prophecy in order for God's judgment or God's favor to shine upon them rather than you know, how it would if it naturally unfolded. So it's, it's sort of like a, a way of, uh, of interacting with God um, from a, like a devilish, <laughs> from a devilish approach, right? I mean, Chris Milligan, this gentleman who I interviewed, it's funny because 10 years ago, uh, I found his book in the public library way before I even listened to podcasts. I was aware of Skull and Bones, and uh, I was trying to research about them, and I found this guy's book, uh, you know, so so on and so forth. Time goes on, and now I'm, I'm talking to the man himself, and, and his point was that, yes, Skull and Bones is most likely using that 322 number to reference the Bible. So, um I've heard that every March 22nd of the year, Skull and Bones does a ceremony in New Haven privately, you know, behind closed doors. So I imagine on a date like 322-2023, you know, it's sort of the same backwards and forwards minus that extra zero in there. And, uh, yeah, I imagine that because of that, they may do something uh, on the world stage rather than just behind closed doors for so what, this 22. So what you're saying is you have a good idea that something big is going to happen uh, with skull and bones. They're, they're going to do something big on that day. Well, and then that's the thing. I don't necessarily have any predictions as to who's going to do what. Uh, but I think that that is a day that a group, whichever group it may be, skull and bones has a sort of, uh, it's, it's, it's tentacles in many groups. So even if it's, you know, by a different name, you can probably suspect that Skull and Bones is a part of it. I'm not saying that they're going to be, you know, right out front and center at all. And they typically never are. 
Uh, but yeah, these, these global sort of events, you know, when they occur, like the recent train derailments, uh, you know, the events that are either put on the spotlight or in the case of the train derailments, you know, sort of scurried off to the side and kept out of the main stage uh, while everybody's, you know, choking on uh, Ukraine propaganda. There are people dying from, you know, poisons in the water supply, right? I mean, I think something akin to that may go on this month too, whether it's, you know, the next phase of this World War Three agenda or maybe uh, something here domestic going on. I don't know. Again, I'm not making any predictions, but when you have those dates, it, it's likely that they're going to uh, align any significant events to that those dates, even in, in uh, you know, even if it's just in the way it's covered in the media, you know, it might not be an event that occurs on that day, but maybe it'll be a presented on that day to uh, sort of harness the energy of that symbol, that number. You know, it's uh, we, we, we recently had a, uh, somebody call into the show that lives uh, about 150 miles south of East Palestine where that uh, derailment happened, just to kind of talk about some of the things that they were, they were going through down there. What are your thoughts on that whole deal, Mark? I mean, because we know, we know that this train derailed for whatever reason. It just happened to be in the same town where a year prior to that, they filmed a movie there about a train derailment with a toxic plume and explosion and contamination. And people had to be evacuated like in the movie white noise, right? Then it happens there. And the only thing that made it toxic was they emptied out what was in the rail cars, like into a big pit and lit it on fire. (laughs) So, So it's like that, that's what created the toxic plume. That's what all them components mixed together, make dioxin. So now we got dioxin contamination everywhere. And then everybody's like, well, they just want to contaminate all the farmland so that they can push everybody into the 15-minute cities, which I consider to be a fucking concentration camp. I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts on all well, that? Well, he also brought, the guy we talked to, he brought up the uh, digital ID thing. Yeah, he also was telling us that in East Palestine, uh, they had a uh, trial digital ID rollout just like prior to this derailment happening in uh, in East Palestine, what do you think about what do you think about what's going on down there? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if this is all connected to the you know same movement that's trying to force people into electric cars, you know, because trains run on coal and diesel and uh, even steam. So, yeah, maybe they're trying to make those trains types of trains seem dated or risky and maybe the goal is to replace them with those electronic maglev trains that they have in uh, china there was a whole talk about the fires a couple years ago in california being connected to that whole project as well trying to you know create this mass rail intercontinental rail from asia through the Bering Strait, down through Alaska, Canada, and into the West Coast of the United States. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, you saw that. I'm sure you saw that, you know, stories coming out around that same time a few weeks ago 
uh, about Bill Gates being a rail- railroad uh, tycoon oh, yeah. to a certain extent. So, and he had his, you know, hands in a lot of what's going on in California, obviously as well, being a Silicon Valley boy. But yeah, I think there is certainly a faction within the United States government. Uh, you know, has its roots in both political parties, probably more so in the Democratic Party. But I think there's a faction within the government that is trying to destabilize the United States. Uh, World War Three. you know, if we go towards that, well, that would effectively do the same thing, destabilize the United States. And who knows, maybe because of that, maybe we're looking at, you know, interference from foreign countries, China, Russia, trying to, you know, do things in America to disrupt us and and throw us off of our uh, power so that we were, you know, unable to mount a good attack against them if, uh, you know, World War III comes, right? They're they're trying to weaken our infrastructure. I'm not someone who's totally swayed by uh, geopolitics and what the talking heads say about the clash of the titans, but it does seem to me like, you know, it's fairly easy for the Chinese to manipulate what goes on in the United States, uh, considering you know, what I've learned from certain people in the military, uh, what I've seen as a resident of New Haven, you know, Yale and, and China have a relationship that goes back more than a century. So, you know, and, and people, anybody who's gone to a casino on the East Coast or West Coast knows that there are a lot of Chinese people that go to these casinos and they gamble like, you know, Thousands and thousands of dollars. I heard some rumors that a lot of these folks are military and they're, they're paid that money by the Chinese to come over here and saturate our economy. Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not an economist. I wouldn't know the dynamics of how that works, but it would make strategic sense to have plainclothes officers in a country like the United States if you were China. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I I don't know uh, what's going on, but from what I've seen, uh, a lot of people are, are, you know, from the people I've spoken to in my podcast interviews, it seems like a lot of people are concerned, you know, saying things like, oh, they're going to attack the internet next, they're going to shut down the internet so that people are, you know, even more confused and left in the dark. I personally don't think that's going to happen, but I know a lot of people who are suggest, excuse me, suggesting that. So, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they, like, shut down a lot of the Internet but only kept, like, social medias up. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so the number one thing in any tactical mode in, in, in war is to take out communications. So and only have one line of communication, right? So we all know. Wait, didn't the Nazis only have like their own radios? Basically, with they their had own radio stations. They had, a, yeah, state issued radios that only got two channels. Right. So you know, maybe yeah. they shut down everything else, and it's like, oh, but Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and fucking that shit all works. Yeah. Well, you still have to have. Well, you don't have to have the internet if you got cell service, right? But uh, but a lot of that, uh, what you're saying, Mark, makes sense. Now, we had uh, talked a little bit on a previous show about how just in the uh, just last year in uh, 2022, 
that nearly 2,000 Chinese nationals were caught trying to cross the border down in Texas. Now, those are, those are just the ones they caught. So it was my theory that these could be state actors that are causing maybe some of the derailments. But then I find out that we have 1,000 derailments per year. So I'm like, that's almost three a day. That's like insane. But it's just like anything. Everybody always says, oh, this stuff's always been happening. It just hasn't been in the news. Right? Yeah. The thing is, what well, like pedophilia has always been happening, but it's not reported in the news. Not that it's really reported in the news now, other than pushing the pedophilia agenda. But getting back to the Chinese and getting back to the Russians, you've made a really interesting point how they want to do these maglev trains to come across the Bering Sea and then down through Alaska, down through British Columbia and into the West Coast of the United States. Now, we all know that Governor Newsom there's a good probability that he's compromised with the Chinese after his $1 billion PPE purchase that they never received from China during COVID, right? So this could be an interesting angle because we always ask, why are all the derail- derailments? Well, the, the, the problem typically is not with the train, it's with the track. So, so, if, so if they're damaging these tracks... And say uh, say there's no damage to the tracks, but Norfolk Southern and all the other rail companies aren't putting money back into the infrastructure for the rail system. It could be like, well, we don't want to waste money putting it into this antiquated system because we're going to be putting maglev trains in. Yeah. I mean, I mean that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and, and I mean, we all know that we're being inundated by Chinese nationals. Like, there was a gentleman that was on the Health Ranger with Mike Adams, uh, I want to say about a week ago. His name is Michael Yon, uh, Y-O-N. And he's like a war correspondent, and he goes all over the place. And he was talking about, he had gone down to this place between Panama and Colombia that's called the Darien Gap. Are you familiar with that, Mark? Between Panama and Colombia? No. Yeah, it's called the Darien Gap. And what that is, it's the port of entry for all kinds of illegal aliens. And he was down there, and just in his observations, saw a lot of Chinese people there that were uh, military-aged individuals, very fit-looking, very clean-cut-looking, and acting like they were being super observant of their surroundings. So not only not only do we know that the Biden administration doesn't give a shit about the border and because he's letting all the drug cartels come in with all their uh, human trafficked people, all the fentanyl and bringing in Chinese nationals. Now, we know that China and Mexico, Mexican cartels are working together because the fentanyl was always China was always the base for fentanyl. Right. Like because it's artificial. It's like a synthetic drug. So we hear the talk that they're teaching the Mexicans how to make it, the cartels to make it, because then it's easy for them to get it into the United States. And this is just another way, like, like don't, even, don't even talk about messing with infrastructure, like internet, electricity, trains, highways, uh, all that stuff, right? Just think about how they're messing with us on a social level by killing all these people that are overdosing on fentanyl, and not only that, but getting them addicted to fentanyl, 
And now there's this different kind of fentanyl that's coming out that's turning people into actual zombies. I forget what they call it, but, uh, but they were talking about it in Florida. Uh, and it's not the crocodile. It's 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 something the new. Eating one. This no, that's crocodile. So this is uh. something new that's coming out. So if you look at if you look at the big picture, Mark, you would have to agree that in some form or other, we are under invasion. Like we're at war, fucking right now. Well, yeah, they're attacking us on multiple so fronts. So many fronts. It's like social, and here we are sending economic, media, social media. Families, uh, like cars, electricity, like look how much our electricity bills have gone up in like the last fucking two months. Yeah. It's like every front. So it's not just like. It's it's designed to weaken us. Well, it's not just like these big picture events like, oh, the shit in Ukraine or, oh, like uh, they want us to focus on transgender shit or UFO shit. It's like, yeah, that shit too, but also on like. The micro scale of just like your fucking bill going, your fucking electricity or heating bill going up, doubling, yeah, or groceries yeah. being inflated, yeah. or the well, price of know, gas, or all that shit. People need to uh, start, you know, partnering up with their community and uh, and doing something about it. One example uh, I heard recently in Chester, Pennsylvania, which you know Chester's not exactly a, a great place, but. Uh, the community there decided that they were not going to honor the PPA's uh, parking poles, right? So, or whatever it's called, right? The part, the fee for parking, right? So they just stopped putting money in the meters, the whole town. They just said, you know what? We're not going to do it anymore. We're done. You guys are ripping us off. We want to be able to park in our own town. You can't, you know, just rip us off like this. And uh, now all the parking meters are shut off. So, I mean, that's just one example in one small little place outside of Philadelphia. But I think people can do that, especially up where you guys are in New Hampshire. I mean, uh, a lot of people are like-minded as far as i know uh, more up that way but yeah i think it's it's that's the the changes that are going to need to happen well for situations like that i agree with you because it's like when you look at all the big picture shit that happens with like the manipulation i mean covid for example but like plenty of other stuff um i've always felt that like those it's like those nitty gritty small battles that like, oh, and I, I'll say this again. I said earlier that inconvenience you. It's like you get some bullshit parking ticket, but it's easier to pay the fucking parking ticket than to actually be like, well, this is fucking ridiculous. Um, like the whole parking meter thing. It's like those nitty gritty battles that are, um, you know, very minute are the things that people need to start with. Um, and that's like you were saying, um, in direct relationship to like the small, like person to person community. But those are also the, the, the battles that like people don't really want to spend time fighting too. Cause it's like, do you really want to spend a day like or, or a week or, or, or a month, like trying to fight a parking ticket that you know is bullshit. It's no, se- it's easier to pay. It seems insignificant, Buckley, like how you put it. However, it's not, though. If you have 2,000 people that are all refusing to pay their fucking parking meter on the same day, they can't haul 2,000 cars and they can't, the court system would not even be able to handle 
Because if you get a parking ticket, like like you, you could not send it in. Where are they? And then do? they'll give you a summons to go to court. They're gonna compound everybody's car that has parking tickets. Where are they? They're gonna kick everyone out of town. No, That's what they I'm can't saying. Do it. Right. This, yeah. this is how it may seem insignificant. But on the macro, it could be big. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Well, like, that's those, why micro, it, those micro battles are, are what people are going to have to start, like, coming after. Because even if, like, it's like you take a stand against, like, one little thing that's, like, stupid, then that's going to set the way for you to start thinking, well, hey, well, what else should I take a stand against? Because some bullshit parking meter or parking ticket, yeah, but then, like, you're going to start to realize, oh, well, COVID happened, and oh, they shut down businesses, and oh, they're making us do all this uh, fucking shit, jumping through hoops. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I feel like, as Mark was saying, the community base level is the place to start, and shit like that, like the parking meter, parking ticket, is where you got things you got to start to fight. Okay, Mark, before you say anything, earlier in the show, we I brought up this whole premise where you know, we all have been talking about Klaus Schwab, the WEF, and their Great Reset, right? And I propose the idea that America needs to have its own American reset. And to do exactly what you just described, just one little instance of disobedience by not paying a parking meter, right? And then it could come into, how many people do you think, of course, you see polls that are like, oh, 40% of Americans uh, agree with the words think we should keep funding ukraine like like i think that that's a fucking skewed poll but what if everybody stopped paying their income tax because look what they're doing with our money like if the majority of americans don't fucking approve of what this administration is doing with our tax money what is our recourse because people are afraid to get audited by the irs and i get it the IRS is weaponized. That's why they want to hire 87,000 new agents. But little things like what you said, Mark, finding a group of people that are like-minded and start working together might be the beginning of what I am going to start calling our own American reset by by true American patriots. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a big reason why... Looking in the history is, is so important because if people only knew, uh, you know, how many times the country has been reset, they would be, you know, alarmed uh, and upset and want to reset it back in uh, a freedom oriented direction. Because, yeah, from what I, I've learned, uh, I'm starting to think that America really only had 30 years uh, under the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. I, I think the War of 1812 basically ended the uh, patriotic, you know, effect of the American Revolution. And ever since, we've been on a steady decline away from those values uh, uh, that the founding fathers set forth. They weren't perfect people. I get that. But I think that, that we can find our way back to those um, founding documents. Founding principles, yeah. Founding principles, yeah. And, and, and adapt them to the you know, new world in a way that uh, doesn't compromise the freedom and the sovereignty that was established by those documents. So, yeah, you know, I don't necessarily 
have all the time to get into that here, but I'd love to uh, come back on the show in the future and we could talk more about why I think that because, uh, yeah, you know, we're New Englanders and uh, we get called Yankees and all this stuff, but people don't really consider how big uh, of an impact New England had on the rest of the country. And it's really, in my opinion, a shame that we're called New England because, uh, you know, this is the heart of America and the, you know, the movement of uh, freedom and patriotism here in, in Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Vermont, Maine, Rhode Island. I think these five states, six states are incredibly important to uh, the country's character. And uh, a lot of that has been eroded by the techno corporo fascists that have uh, you know, invaded, invaded D.C., you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that's a really interesting concept that you think that we've gone downhill since the war of 1812. I'd like to get together with you and do a whole fucking show on that because I can go on that. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about the federalist papers and we could talk about the constitution. Hey, people have to understand and they need to remember, of course, you know, they're not t- taught history in school anymore. And who's to say that a hundred percent of history is correct. But just say if, if 50% of history, American history, was correct, right? Our revolution started because the people in Boston were pissed off because they had to pay a three-cent tea tax. So think, so think about that. Our founding fathers are probably rolling over in their fucking graves right now, watching how complicit people are, how people are laying down and letting this bullshit administration fucking steamroll us how they we're watching the corporations steamroll us the public utilities steamroll us blasting us in the ass we are getting fucking inundated on all fronts and now we have to be concerned that maybe russia is going to take nato aggression into consideration and maybe attack america i mean these things are on the table yeah right and not only yeah. that what if all the conspiracy theories, and let's just call that in a loose term, that we're hearing coming out of China? How China has readied their entire nation for on war status. All their factories are running 24-7 for the war effort. Where the fuck is the war? They're planning for war somewhere. And the United States is at a disadvantage point right now. Where it's giving all this shit to Ukraine. Now we're sending them jets. What they're going to be sending them jets. They haven't announced that, but you watch. That's going to happen. We're sending them A1 uh, Abrams tanks, right? We're sending them Patriot missile missile batteries. Now we're going to start sending them long-range missiles. Okay. When they took down the Berlin Wall, part of the agreement with Russia was that Ukraine would never be a part of NATO. Well, they don't have to be a part of NATO. They're a fucking de facto part of NATO right now because NATO is giving them 100% 100 support. I disagree with that. I think there's a lot of lies coming out of this Ukrainian war. I mean, I'm not on the ground there, so I can't say for sure. However, a lot of sketchy reports are coming out of Ukraine. We know that Zelensky invested in FTX, which is that whole total crypto scam that the money was funneled back through FTX and given to not only Democrats that were running in the midterms, 
but the rhino Republicans, which I might as well say are Democrats, right? So we're under attack by all, all directions. And America needs to go through its own reset. Us patriotic people need to start getting together and do little acts of civil disobedience against the corptocracy, against this fucking horseshit administration that we have that was installed. And we need to start doing something now because if we don't, the demographics of this country, now we already talked earlier in the show how just being white, we're in the minority and how and how racism, we're being attacked by racism. And if we keep if we keep doing this, I don't even know if we're going to make it to the next presidential election. And what is going to happen after that? Is America going to be the America that we somehow in our fucking brains think it should be? Going back to pre-1812 days, and I think that that would be a fantastic subject to get together and do a show about, Mark. And I would love to do that. Right on. Yeah, yeah. You name the date. We'll make it happen. Okay, Mark, so I think uh sounds like you need to go. I want to thank you for calling into the show. I'm super sorry about the technical difficulties we had in the beginning. Oh, no. Uh, no, I love talking to you guys. It's great to talk to you, Ron, and your hype man, Buckley. He's your great Buckley. Keep up the good work. Oh, and uh, Thank you so much, Mark, you sexy animal. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's like uh, good mic work. This kid's becoming a pro podcaster. He's doing really uh, good. Hey, in a, in a few weeks, we're going to be hitting our third year, so we're pretty excited about that. Well, I, I'm hoping we could do uh, an in-studio podcast soon, maybe this spring. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, no, no need to apologize, Ron. It's always great talking to you. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to the next time. Happy or congrats on the 100th episode. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you so much, Mark. And I just want you to know that, you know, you helped the show out a lot. So I always appreciate everything that you did to give me a little technical advice and uh, some of the other things you helped out. And I'd like to know how many shows we've actually done together. It's quite a few. I think it's almost in the double digits by now. Oh, yeah. No, it's clearly past the double digits. But. It's been too long since we've had a chance to get together. We keep missing each other. I'm glad you had the opportunity to call into the show. I want to thank you, and I'm going to talk to you real soon. Right on. All right. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Buckley. Thank you, Wicked Planet Podcast. And, uh, yeah. See you later. Here's to 100 more. Thank you. Thanks, Mark. We'll talk real soon. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, so that was cool, even though we had a little technical difficulties. Fucking technology. Yeah, I don't know. I hit the pause button, and it fucking stayed, like, come off a pause, and then it... uh, Fucked us over. Wasn't recording, yeah. Blasted us in the ass. What's next? So it is, it is. Well, I was trying to get a few other people to call in on a show, but I think these people are probably busy, because we got to remember, we're on Eastern Time... They're a few hours back. All right. So, but that's okay. We're going to work on getting them back on the show. We well, want to. We, we want to. Should talk about white noise real quick. Oh yeah, no, we're not done. This is a 100th episode, man. We're not on a time limit. Oh, I mean, I'm out of beer almost. Uh, I got a few downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Should we talk about it now? Yeah, yeah. So, so we brought it up a couple of times already in the episode. I finally sat down and was able to watch the whole thing without falling asleep because, again, I don't get a lot of TV time, but 
I said last weekend, this last weekend, uh, Sunday we went away for a few days. Saturday I was home. I said, you know what? At 2 o'clock, I'm going to stop doing all my chores. I'm going to sit down, and I'm going to watch this movie. Blast this movie out. So what did you think, Buckley? All right. My initial thoughts of this movie was that it was fucking weird. Just like everything about it. I mean, Adam Driver's... He's kind of a weird actor in he's the first place. He's awesome, though. He's, he's an no, awesome he, actor. He's not a bad actor. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. He's yeah. just like kind of a weird actor. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He does kind of weird films. I don't know. He's not a. He's he's a good actor. Uh I will say I did like the movie overall. I thought it was good. Spoiler alerts, though, that are coming up. This movie, uh, it was, it was very. Dialogue driven. It's like a dark comedy. Dark comedy. It wasn't that funny, though. Well, I, it wasn't that funny. That's why they call them dark comedies. But dark comedies are usually funny, though. At least, like I don't think I, there there might have been like one time where I laughed, but like it wasn't that funny, in my opinion. It was. It was, like, was kind of chaotic. It, it was chaotic. It was awkward. It was weird. It was dialogue driven for sure. Like. He, like if you weren't paying attention to the dialogue, you I feel like you would miss a lot of stuff because there there were points in the movie where the dialogue was like, like they would say stuff. Oh my god, what did he say? He said like, "Maybe we should watch a sitcom." Yeah, but there was like some stuff that like that was kind of presumptuous of things going on today. I felt like that. If you weren't really paying attention to what they were talking about in the moment, you would kind of be, you wouldn't even notice because it was that kind of just like, oh, blah, 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 blah. I do think there was a lot of, uh, well, programming, first of all, because the movie essentially, not essentially, but a big part of the movie is the train crashing in East Palestine and having a chemical spill. There's a big cloud. Basically, Adam Driver's family, which is like a, a couple towns over or something. No, it was in that town. Oh, it was in the same town. Okay. In the same town, it gets evacuated. <sighs> just a total clusterfuck, just in the whole evacuation process. Yeah. But it was weird because it's like up until that point, like the beginning of the movie is is like strange. And then that kind of happens. And it's like a big portion, right? The whole train wreck evacuation. And then once that's wrapped up, it's like a whole different story almost. But it's the same story. Um, so, first of all, I there's a theme of death through the whole movie. That's like a big theme, right? Obviously, Adam Driver, uh, he so we don't really know, but he supposedly got... He supposedly got... Exposed. Exposed. And it, to the toxic plume... Right, to the toxic plume, which is funny because when he's figuring this out, he's working with a simulation crew, right, that has these computers, right? Now, keep in mind, this this takes place in the 80s. Right. 1980s. Right, but he's, he's working with a simulation crew that's running his numbers through a computer, computer of his exposure. And it, they have this, and this is kind of one of the things I'm talking about, where they have this back and forth dialogue where there's he's like well you're you're extremely exposed you only have 15 years to live and he's kind of like well is that the computer saying that or or do you actually know that and he's like well that's what the computer is putting out i don't know i just put the numbers in 
He's like, so is it real or is that just what the computer is saying? Blah, blah, blah. It's little stuff like that. But on top of all this, there's this whole programming element, which we clearly can see possibly leading up to the East Palestine in reality, our reality train wreck that happened, right? Right. Programming, same town, same kind of thing, which, you know, kind of conditions people to be ready for or uh, conditioned to be, I don't know, either believe it or or think it's something that's possible in reality or just kind of go along with it. Like, oh, oh, we saw it in a movie, so now that that's happening, we're just going to believe like it's a coincidence and there's something that happened in life and we're not going to question anything about it. Right? Right. There's that shit. So, but there's this whole occult element to it as well. Occult, occulty. There's also an MK Ultra element. Yes, in my in my mind, there is also the UFO element, which I don't know if you caught. There, con, there, and this is one of the things I'm also talking about. Where in the dialogue or kind of in the background, there's stuff going on. You have a couple times they bring up UFO sightings and just like nonchalantly the dialogue. They have a TV showing an uh, UFO abduction kind of or a UFO craft. It's kind of in a very passing by scene. Um, they also, when he picks up a newspaper, they have a Bigfoot yes. on the front page. Yeah. So there's yes. a lot of UFO stuff going on, which. Um, like all the conspiracy theories are thrown at you, including what Buckley said, um, MK Ultra, which he'll get into. Right. So, so this is like. It's like this nonchalant programming that's happening. This movie was released in 2022, I think, I believe. Yeah. So now think about that. That's a year ago. And now think about, so the, the train wreck in the movie, and then now the UFO stuff, which is there. But then what's going on now? What do we have? Oh, you have objects flying around, uh, being shot down, UFOs, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so there's that element. There's also this whole occult element to it, which is like the, for some reason, it's like, oh, Ron, okay. Ron's putting his finger out. I just, I want to make one when you're talking about that. Remember in the scene where the one son, now listen, there's this wife and the husband, and they have, what is it, four or five kids? It's a blended family. They have like five from different lovers. Yeah. <laughs> And then they have one together or whatever. So who cares? But the one son who was like the, uh, he knew everything about the chemical plume, the toxic plume and all this. He said, oh, and and I've seen Babette's books on, she's hiding books on occultism up in the attic. Right. So they show. Well, that was actually the daughter. Okay. Yo, you're right. So Babette's daughter. So then they show a picture of the occult book and then Babette brings it up when she starts explaining to her husband this study that she found in a newspaper. Right. To try this medication called Dilar. Later in the movie. Later in the movie. But you see in the very opening scene, she's popping the pill. Right, so this is what I have. That's brought up twice. Which uh, brings in the MK Ultra, right? because she was like letting this guy boner. That right. was all part of it. All right, so here we go. So you, you, you figure out very early that mom is, is, has these occult books 
that are in the attic, right? And then it was brought up again and then brought up again later. Um, so what I honestly think, and this was my exact feeling when I was watching the movie, because there's this Hitler theme, right? Oh, let me say that real quick. That was the one thing that I th- fucking threw me off in the beginning because he, Adam Driver's character, right? He was a professor at this college on the hill, right? And he was the professor of Hitler studies, right? And which helped me to relate to him a little better, right? So there's this whole Hitler theme. Which, which they have that course at Keene State College, Buckley. I'm sorry to interrupt you. You're good. Go ahead. You're fine. You're good. But we know, like, Hitler, there's so many fucking conspiracy theories. There's also shit. I've heard shit about Hitler being into the occult. I don't know. I don't know. But then we also take this um, Elvis, right? This Elvis thing. Because the uh, Adam Driver's character, who's into Hitler, who's the leading... Uh, uh, academic academian on Hitler, and then you academic. Take, sorry, academic. <laughs> and then you take his friend, who's also a professor at the same school, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle, who is uh, like about to be or is like the leading uh, academian, academic. Fuck, academic of Elvis. Okay, so these two, Elvis and. Hitler are both both very prominent in the conspiracy world, right? There's a fuck ton of occultist, Illuminati, uh, you know, mi- misinformation, quote unquote, on on both sides. We don't really know what happened. Some people think Elvis is still alive, but Some they people- talk about the similarities between Elvis and Hitler. Okay, so here's my thing. So there's a scene in the movie when, uh, it's like when his wife starts going crazy, right? And she go, she's like, I got a class I got to teach late, right? Blah, 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 blah. I got a, uh, he's like, okay. He's asleep. She doesn't come home, right? And he wakes up, and he's he looks. He It's like a scary scene or kind of freaky. He, and he sees somebody sitting in that chair, right? And they kind of have like a veil in front of him. They're really weird. They're like tapping or they're doing something. It's very ghostly, very paranormal, you kind of demonic-y scene. And then the th- whatever it is, it, he they think he thinks it's his wife, but we don't really know because they never show the thing's face is sitting in the chair. Do you know who it was? The the guy, yeah. the pill guy. But okay. He, okay, but just hold on, just wait real quick. That's what I came to eventually. That was that guy. But that guy gets up right, and he walk. He like walks into the bathroom, takes a piss, and then lays in the bed, and then puts the cover over the face and then uh he's adam driver's character is like kind of tapping or pulling on the sheets and then the sheet somehow i don't remember exactly how gets over his head and he's kind of like he's like struggling and like he's like suffocating because it's like wrapped around his head do you know remember the same time oh yeah in my opinion it looked like he was being possessed i don't know but i'm drawing this from the occult uh themes that were early addressed like she's the wife is studying the occult in my opinion this guy came in and, pos- and, and possessed him we don't know if that's true okay back to the hitler elvis thing right so 
we have those two professors, and they are doing that um, that class that's being filmed to to try and put forth the Elvis professors. Like, uh, I don't know his whole thesis of it, his authenticity for being like the the Elvis guy. So they do this very interesting scene where they are they are they are simultaneously doing um, a speech together. One's on Hitler, one's on Elvis, and they're they're drawing the comparisons, right? In one of my view, one of the best scenes in the whole movie. It was probably the best scene in the movie, in my opinion. But it's also sketchy to me because they're as they're doing this scene, right? Um, and they're going around, they're saying different words, and they're drawing a tent, they're drawing energy from the people that are watching, right? Mm-hmm. Which we know in a lot of occult or satanic uh, rituals. They're drawing energy from viewers. This is something that we see in like the Super Bowl, or or or, or we think is going on the Super Bowl Super Bowl halftime shows. It's kind of like, you know, they take this moment to put on the the big the big show because they know everybody's watching. They draw energy to that one point, and then they do conduct a ritual where they sacrifice somebody. So both these professors are simultaneously uh, doing this speech. And if you notice, they're they're kind of like, their the words are very captivating. Their emotions are very captivating. They're doing a lot of different fucking kind of stances and like making different body motions. And then at the like kind of at the very end, Adam Driver does something and the fucking train crashes, right? And that's when it happens. In my opinion, or my guess, or a theory, that that was an occult ritual leading up to crash the train and cause the spill stemming off of the wife's occult ties possibly getting possessed in some fashion in some fashion then possessing the the professor and then um that guy possessing adam driver to perform the ritual and then crash the train i i also think there's a lot of uh Hidden undertones, big time. That like you don't, you wouldn't really catch on to this unless you sort of knew about the stuff with like the hell the Elvis and the Hitler, and then, um, you know, there's that whole thing. But then there's also like the MK Ultra aspect, which I, Ron, I don't know if you want to talk about this a little bit with the pills and the the kind of like like him brainwashing. One thing I do want to say though. When Adam Driver was doing his speech about Hitler talking about when he was young and his relationship with his mom, while Don Cheadle's character was saying the same thing about Elvis, you were finding that they were both kind of mama's boys, right? Right. And and what's interesting is Hitler and Elvis were also people that mesmerized their crowd. Right, drew attention. Energy. They mes- yeah, and they mesmerized their crowd and probably absorbed their energy. And this is why they were so big. And there is rumors that Elvis was into the occult. And there's, oh, yeah. and, and, and also, you know, Hitler was into the occult. More so Himmler. Like, we know about Himmler. Right. But we don't know, but it may, may have been very much so Hitler was into the occult. The whole Nazi regime was into the occult. But I find that when they're doing that speech and then Adam Driver ends it all and it comes in death. Yeah. End of the end of the ritual. 
at the end of the ritual, and right. then the fucking train crashes. Right, but it was simultaneously almost in the movie. Yeah. And a big theme of that mo- whole movie is death Yeah, in itself, like from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about the MK Ultra part is that him and Babette's daughter were discovering that she was taking these pills, and they're calling doctors, they're calling pharmacies, and they can't find this pill anywhere. They have the pill analyzed. They have the pill analyzed, and the lady comes back and said, yeah, it's some psychotropic drug. That's all we know. Yeah. Off market. Yeah, so basically it ends up becoming an MK Ultra situation with this individual that was held up in this seedy motel right. that was supplying people with these pills. Which, if you look at, like, uh, was it, uh, it was like op- not Operation Midnight or, or, or something like that, wherever, where the CIA or MK Ultra was basically... Using hookers to bring people in. They're taking people to motels with hookers and then bring them into these shady motels and then dosing them with acid and then having them fucked or fuck with the pro- fuck the prostitutes while they filmed it and analyzed while they it. observed it, which is like we find out in the film, uh, his wife was banging this guy, the pill guy, the pill guy to get the pills in this shady fucking motel. Yeah. It was so, so MK Ultra. The whole movie is fucked. I like the movie, but it has fucking, it has fucking occult, satanic shit, programming shit, uh, MK Ultra shit all over it. And what I find interesting is how many thousands of people watch that they have no idea about these other things. Right. That watch this movie and have like no idea what this fucking movie is about. And those are the people that are going to come out and say, well, that movie was dumb. Only when you know about MK Ultra, the occult uh, programming, programming, and they filmed this movie like right in East Palestine. They uh, yeah, a year a year ago. using uh, and Sean had this theory, and that's why I was hoping he was going to be able to make it onto the show. They used a and right next to East Palestine is a is one of the largest Amish population that there is in ohio just over the border and also into pennsylvania Mm. apparently there was a lot of amish people that were in that movie as extras yeah and sean seems to think that this is some attack on the amish people because what is the one thing that they're pushing the on the whole world and exposed and especially in the united states still and what is it that the amish fight back against all the time Saying vaccinations. Oh, <laughs> so anyways, they're also pretty self-sufficient. Yeah, and like, they don't they want don't people. Really, they don't okay, really so, seem so to be part of like the corp corporate society where it's like they rely on everything for stores and like groceries or maybe they do, but I don't and they know. grow all their own crops and they raise all their own uh, animals, right? So if if this toxic plume went over Amish country, they're not going to be able to do that anymore, are they? If it's deemed that it's contaminated with dioxin, which the EPA is dragging their feet on saying it's contaminated with dioxin, because if it is, well, then somebody's got a big bill to pay. Anyways, me and Buckley were wanting to talk about this movie White Noise like for the last three weeks. It's fucked. I'm glad we were able to do that tonight on the 100th episode, but... I think it's time to bring an end. 
wrap it up to the show. Buckley, do you have any closing words? My closing words has been it's a gr- an amazing year with all the trials and tribulations and fuckery and getting fucked and shit that's been raining down on our faces. Yeah, it's been very not only challenging financially, but challenging psychologically. The fall of humanity is upon us, people. I really think I think Mark is onto something. Start digging your graves. I, I don't like to talk about dates because, you know, we always heard this trust the plan. This is going to happen on this day. This is going to happen on that day. And then fucking nothing ever happens. But there might be something to this 322 thing. So don't know what to tell you. Take it as you will. Maybe look into it a little bit. Start digging your graves now. But but like I told everybody. Maybe start, underneath a tree. Start working together on this thing that on the Wicked Plan is going to be calling the Great American Reset. I do think that uh, lots of humanity is failing us. Oh, my God, yes. But you can't go completely dark. You have to have some positive outlooks of light and love because if you just can go completely dark, then what, what are you fucking doing? Yeah. What are you fucking doing? You're twiddling your noodle. So That's listen. about it. So just everybody remember, remember that, though. Well, hold on. Okay, hold on. Just remember that. As dark as it gets, fucking keep that in your mind that the light will prevail. Except Jesus and God. <laughs> I'll show you. Just if you start, well, to, no, go, if I you mean, start to go super fucking But it's dark, okay to do that. It's, it's fine to go dark, right? It's fine to go dark. It's fine to accept Jesus. But if you are going dark, this is what I really mean. It's like if you're going real dark, you think everything's fucked. You think uh, there's no hope for human, humanity. Humanity, like the fucking shit's just going to hit the storm. Just like that's fine to think that, but pull out of it. Let, find the most minuscule thing that brings you joy and grasp onto that or those or them or they or zer or them <laughs> and fucking let that carry you because that's the shit that it will bring you out of whatever fucking dark spot you're in whatever shit storm you're in the 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 things that bring you abs that bring you joy that are small or big or medium grasp onto those and don't let the complete shit storm of the dark fucking the chaos dark the dark arts bring you down and to that point buckley everybody we're all in this together do not give up remember where you came from Remember, we're all Americans and we're in this together and we are going to turn this fucking bullshit around. Start taking baby steps. We've said this on multiple episodes, but you got to do it. Do it for you. Do it for your family. Do it for the people around you that you care about. It's not the time to give up. If we're going to save our republic, we've got to start working now. So with that. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the 100th episode of The Wicked Planet. Buckley and I are pretty pretty stoked that we're at episode 100. We've get, You've had more than 100 episodes, but actual episodes. We're looking forward to going into our third year or a third season or whatever you want to call it. 
Uh, we want to thank everybody that listens to the show because we do this for you. Oh, fuck yeah. And, uh, and we're still not making any money on it, and we're still doing it. So we're going to address that in a future episode. we got to start getting a little bit of help, but we've talked about that before. We get it. Money's tight. We understand. We're not going anywhere. Wikiplan's going to be here every week to give you something to ponder. So thank you, everybody, for listening. You know where to find me. Ron from New England and the Wicked Planet Podcast on Instagram. If you're on Twitter, you can find me at Ron from N-E. I'm also on True Social, Ron from New England. I'm on, what's the other one? Instagram. I don't know. Oh, I'm on Gab. I think I'm Ron from New England on Gab. Not very active on those yet, but as we start getting a little bit closer to going video, now we've been talking about this for a long time, we just, I want it to be fucking perfect when we do it. And that's the holdup. We're getting to where we have all the good equipment and we're going to make it happen. We want to build a set. We might need a little help with that. Perfection is a falsehood of reality. Well, that's true. Very nicely put, Buckley. But, Buckley, I would like to personally thank you. Oh, my God. Because I know you put a lot of time in and you've got a busy life. You've got a family yourself in, but you're here every Wednesday to record. And I want to thank you for that. He finally said something nice about me. I always say things nice <laughs> no, about saying. you, just not to you. But, okay, all right. I, I will also say thank you, Ron, for uh, spending Wednesdays with me. It's our little thing. Because, you know, I can't be a hard person to put up with at times. But also for, I don't know, just doing the show. Luckily, we all have the show. We and, all have our days. Growing the show and, and, and uh, you know, the equipment, getting equipment and just fucking, I don't know, getting guests and, you know, brainstorming good ideas to come up with or, and fucking around, like, telling stories about the two vaginas and, and I don't know, anything else we fuck All the dick jokes, all the twat jokes and the, the, grun- the grundles and the, the, the useless banter that everyone hates. That you Immature know, banter. Immature banter and not getting to the point. Because not getting to the point is so much fun. I when think we, we do pretty good at getting to the point. When we just fuck off, that's fun. But Okay, so so next week. Uh, wait, so hold on, hold on. Okay, oh, hold go on. ahead. I just want to say thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> it, got, uh, it got a little gay. So we've there. gotten a lot of uh, really cool five-star reviews on Apple. If you haven't left us a review on Apple, please do that. Super helps with the algorithms. It actually helps to get the show out there more because if you go on Apple Podcasts and you give us a five-star review and then write a review, somehow that brings us further up the food chain. And we're trying to do that. So uh, we have tripled our listenership in the last year. We look forward to going past that again, going into our third year. We're going viral, baby. So everything's looking good. We're going to keep at it. Uh, If you have any questions, you can... You can DM me at Ron from New England or the Wicked Planet Podcast or reach out to Buckley at Tristan.a.buckley on Instagram. Don't don't reach out. If you wanna don't follow me. If you want to email us the old fashioned way, <laughs> you can email us at the Wicked Planet Podcast at gmail.com. And we've got some recently really cool emails. I wish we had time to read them tonight, but you know what? We're gonna make a point to do that next week. Also send us some smoke signals. Or you can do that. Too. That's fine. Hey, we appreciate all the interaction. Like I said, yeah. we, we, we try really hard to get back to everyone, and we appreciate everything that you do. 
Yeah, if like I people send me shit and I really I like it a lot and I like in and I enjoy thoroughly uh, talking to those people. I don't always get back right away, but I will probably get back to you. And so thank you. Keep it up. Keep doing it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening once again. And we'll see you next week. Ron from New England signing off. Buckley. <laughs>